0: Blitz seems uh, opposite of the style of play that you normally go for. What is that? Just fo- well, I guess it's kind of balls to the wall. I think I, me, I, I believe that the philosophy is that you play a little bit more patient. But I guess the idea of blitz is that you blitz,
1: so, right? So, so here is my thought process, right? I um, we we played uh me and my buddy Greg. He's my he's my PC siege buddy, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um,
0: well, I would know because you don't spend time with your PlayStation Siege, siege buddy anymore. We'll,
1: we'll hop on. We'll, we'll get ranked. <laughs> but, um, but we were playing a ranked game the other week. Yeah. And the most disgusting, absolutely wild blitz just fucking aced us two games in a row. A
0: wild blitz appeared, uh, huh?
1: Well, bro, I, I told him I was like after the game because you could message like everybody in the lobby. Yeah. yeah. I was like, bro, they should have just used that footage for the blitz video. Like Ubisoft should have <laughs> just did that. It was disgusting. It was like it was like full on balls of the wall tactical right yeah so then i was like oh i should pick up blitz right but then you know i ended up picking up ying before that and some other operators yeah uh-huh. and so what i did yesterday was i sat down and i said well, what is going to get me to finally pick up blitz and learn him? i was like you know what i bought the bushido skin like the samurai yeah. for the shield the helmet and the charm yes sir and i said all right i've officially spent money on blitz now i have to learn now him. you have to yeah now you have so to and that was my philosophy i started playing him. um he's fun he's, he's a little tricky though is he? he? Just a little bit.
0: How? Like, how, why, why? Why do you think?
1: Why, why do I think? Um, I, I think you got to know, and this goes for any shield operator. You got to know when to rush him and when to kind of pace it out. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing with Blitz right now is that <laughs> I'm not pulling on the patient side. So I'll, like, rush into a room and I'll blind two guys, but then there'll be, like, a third that I didn't even account for, and he'll, he'll be the one that kills me. Okay. But that being said, I'm having some, some fun with him. I was playing on a theme park the other day, and uh, I was going up, you know, uh, one of the staircases by bathroom, mm-hmm. and uh, I flash, it was like a vigil and an Ella, and I just clobber the, the fucking Ella, right? And I just, <laughs> on the vigil, and then some dude pops out from top of the staircase and gets me. I was like, you know what, though? That, that's improvement. We went from no kills to two kills. It's Yeah. You know, so, so he's fun. He's just a little... A little tricky
0: just knowing when when to take your spots so to speak
1: yeah man you, you gotta uh, i would say monty is like the more defensive side of mm-hmm. of that because you gotta know when to roll up your shield and when to aim yeah with blitz though it's you gotta you gotta you, you gotta charge it you, you know you gotta charge like a bull but at the same time you still gotta think yeah you know you can't you can't go horns blazing 24 7. If that makes sense. I feel you, man. And he's fun. I'm having some fun with him.
0: Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're still finding fun in Siege, man. You know? You know?
1: Yeah. Um, Siege is good. Yeah, definitely. Siege is good.
0: You ready, buddy? Yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 89. 89. Yes, sir. We are back. And uh, yeah, man.
1: We've been back since like 70-ish. Yeah, man. Maybe. Whoa, earlier Pretty than consistent, that. Consistent, right? Like yeah. 60s?
0: Yeah, man. I was gonna. I was saying that this has been probably been the most consistent year we've had since the inception of this podcast.
1: Yeah, because I remember that first year we had we had a we started off good, but there was a whole bunch of off time kind of in the middle. Yeah. So and, uh, and then
0: 16 even. Whoa. Well, to here, here's the deal. This podcast was started in 2015.
1: Right, and we knocked out like what 30, 40 episodes that year. Yeah And then last year we got to like 55 maybe Yeah And then we picked it up Now we're at 90 Holy shit yeah, About to hit 90 I think we've only had what Two off weeks maybe three Yeah Yeah So we've been pretty good this year Yeah you
0: uh, Even lab Because so, I, mean, I know you missed a couple of weeks But I had somebody fill in or whatever To kind of fill the gap Yeah man you know? so, so we've been doing good Yeah we haven't been doing bad been doing good and it's been uh it's been fun it's been a fun year so far and uh but yeah man it is a uh, a beautiful Chili. beautiful gloomy chilly day on the yeah, south man, side chicago yeah man uh, it's been a lot of fun but yeah i bet this fucking week can't decide what it wants to do you know because like they turn like 80 in the middle of the week
1: yeah on uh i want to say like tuesday or wednesday yeah to one work with f- like a uh, like a thicker jacket uh-huh. and i went to lunch at like three o'clock and i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> god damn you chicago
0: yes sir but indeed uh so Gabe. Picking off where we left off last week. How was your week, and uh, what what happened? What new? What's new?
1: My week, um, it was all right. Uh, a little bit of stressful because, uh, you know, I just been getting more shit to grade, and uh, it's just a big chunk out of my day, you mm-hmm. know. So I, I spent like I don't know, like six ish hours grading one night, and I was like, dude, I'm gonna bang my head against this fucking wall if I don't play seizure right now, or mm-hmm. you know, just do something to get this off my mind. Yeah. So that, um, finally off my meds. Uh, so we went out yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, man, feels good. Um, so we went out we went out bowling to the uh to the place where we went, Orland Bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh and we had that fucking uh, that cherry cider they had. That shit's so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah man, that was fun. I uh I didn't bowl as well as we did last time, but mm-hmm. but the, the principle still stays the same. I started off strong, I bowled like a one fifteen and then you go down. And then I was like at an eighty the next game and I was like, Oh my god.
0: You mean you gave her the inverse when we went bowling? I started off just got awful and then yeah, we I just... bowled
1: like a one thirty two that first game and you guys are like, You hustling me.
0: Yeah. Uh but yeah. So that was your week?
1: Yeah, that was pretty much my week, man.
0: Very cool. Uh, Sunday I went to the bear game. It was a fucking hoot because we played very, 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 very extremely well.
1: Yeah, man, It was a close game. Was it? 20? No, no, no. Am i thinking a different game. Who, who was it Sunday? We played against the Bucks, and we. Oh, I was thinking the Packers game. Fuck them yeah, up.
0: Copy that. We fucked up the Bucks. Um, we actually like scored points with our offense. It was weird.
1: Yeah, man, it was a good day to be a Bears fan. Yeah,
0: I sat there, and by, like, the third quarter, I'm like, wow, like, I'm bored because we're just fucking beating the shit out of them. It was like, stop it, they're already dead kind of a situation. That's you know?
1: good, man, though. That's good, because, you know, if you went to a game where, uh, where we would have been pummeled, yeah. you know, by, like, 15 points, you would have been like, bro, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, had a good old time. Went with my wife and my parents. We had a good time. Yeah. Hung out, watched the game. It was a beautiful day. It rained a little bit, but I like that shit a little bit. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And we, then we went to pa- Paisan's. Have, have you been to Pizon's yet? Have you tried a no. Paisan's?
1: What is Paisan's?
0: Uh, it's, a, it's a pizza place. It's down the street. They, they have a few of them. Uh, there's one in Berwyn. Uh, I'm like, you know what? It's it's new. Let's check it out. So we checked it out. It's good food. Uh, we didn't have any of the pizza, which is what it's known for. But I uh, did notice that it was like a sweeter sauce because my sister uh-huh. ordered some pizza. It was a little bit sweeter, which I'm not really fond of the sweet mm-hmm. tomato sauce. I don't know how you feel about that. But... Um, the fucking burger was really good. Yeah. Cool. Um Elisabeth learned how to color. We gave her a little thing. She put that together. She's learning fast, man. That's good. Uh scary. But um yeah, that was my Sunday. The week was just the normal work week. I had Monday off. Um and all that good stuff. Um uh, but yeah, man, just living living the dream, you so mean, to speak.
1: So you ready for these topics? Yeah, I think we're ready for it, bro. All right, you got uh you got something big here on the notes. I do. As he's pulling up the egg into-
0: yeah, so the, these notes, uh, as we talked about, as it was coming to an end, we felt that end of an era was coming when the closure of Toys R Us bankruptcy, all that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Turns out that the bankruptcy action was called off because these investors have decided to give it another go. Is that the correct kind of
1: a? You know what? I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dabble any more than that because all I've heard was that they're not filing for bankruptcy. No,
0: they have full blown. Uh, decided that they're going to relaunch huh. yeah, copy that. Uh, Toys R Us as called it and calling it Jeffrey's Toy Box. I guess to kind of get rid of that negative stigma that comes along when you foreclose or go into bankruptcy, right? Yeah. Uh, there's kind of that negative taste in your mouth. Uh, so they're kind of going around that by calling it, like I said, Je- Jeffrey's Toy Box. Now, we are not business strategists, right? No, definitely not. Uh, what do you think for them will be the best move? moving forward uh
1: i think it was was a mixed call kind of rebranding because i mean it's still toys r us yeah but it's not in a sense you know it's like um it's like when a caterpillar you know it turns into a butterfly and i don't know if that's the correct analogy because we don't know how this will be um a couple of bigger concerns is that you had all these locations and you know a pretty pretty steady staff we would call it. Right? Yeah.
0: Thirty three thousand people. Yeah, which a- is a lot. Yeah.
1: And so what the fuck now? You know? Yeah. It's like you can't just get all those places back. Well, yeah. you could probably get the one by my house back because it's the Spirit Halloween, give it fucking four more weeks and you'll be good. <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, I'm just kinda curious as to see what their next move is. Cause I would think that the first thing they want to do is get that big one in New York back. Yeah. Right? But if it hasn't if that location hasn't already been rented or sold to somebody else. You know, they're kind of SOL on that one. Yeah. So I would say that would be like the first big move. And then the next one is kind of to, well, what are you going to do differently? Because, you know, your, your previous business model, maybe, maybe it worked for a while, but then, you know, it went downhill with the rise of Amazon mm-hmm. and everything to, you know, being delivered now. It's like, what are we going to do differently and how are we going to make this successful? Yeah. Because it's easy to say, all right, we had Bruce Wayne invest $11 million back into us. We're not filing for bankruptcy and we're going to reopen some stores. It's like, okay, but now profit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of my concern here. They
0: were profitable. It was just a really bad business deal with the structuring of the company that kind of led to the downfall of it all, right? Sure. Um, But yeah, you know, there there is the concern to not go down the same rabbit hole, so to speak, right? Yeah. Uh, Me and Adriana had the idea that maybe they just play a little bit of small ball. Maybe they open up smaller stores, see how they do, and slowly build back up.
1: Um, I would say, yeah, man, like like your your main locations, and then probably sprinkle a handful of. Smaller stores.
0: Yeah, here and there. Um, Just to kind of see how it goes, you know. Um, I hope them do all the best, though. We need things like this, man. We need a place where we can take our kids... Or my kid, and your kid is in the future, mm-hmm. to come pick out a toy for their birthday. You know what I mean? You need yeah, shit yeah. like that. Um. And I, I know Amazon makes life home. You know, so much easier. It's different, though, man. It's not an experience. No, definitely not. Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, we talked about how you know every once in a while our parents would be like, let's go to Toys R Us, and you'd you know, fucking light up as like yeah. a six-year-old kid. You'd like, oh my fucking God, we're going to Toys R Us.
0: Yeah, going to have a blast. Uh, I feel like as a society as a whole, I think we may have discussed this before, we have traded experience for convenience. Yeah. And, um, it's kind of sad because these experiences are what form you as a person. You know yeah, what I mean? These, these are the things that you look forward to, these experiences. And it's only a matter of time before Amazon selling concerts, and you don't even have to go anymore. You can just sit there and watch it on the TV screen or some shit like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just, I
1: mean, they already offer that some places do.
0: That's true. But, um, yeah. So hopefully Jeffrey's toy box turns around and, uh, kind of, you know, fills that void that we are missing already yeah, after a absolutely. short, amount, short amount of time. And, uh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. We'll, we'll see. I'm kind of interested to see the development and progression of this.
0: My, my. I'm making a conscientious choice this year. If the, the you know, everything is restructured by Christmas, which I'm hoping that's the plan. You're gonna go Christmas shopping. I'm there. gonna go Christmas shopping there. I wanna make we'll that. See. I'm making that choice. If we get an Illinois location. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Because I think they're based out of East Coast. I, I think know, you, you might be correct Irish? with
0: that. Yeah. I think Don't you, quote me on that. No, I think you're correct with that. Because I think well, the first like the original building was like, like. New York in, like, the 20s or some shit like that. Yeah. That's how old this company so is. So,
1: we will see. Uh, glad to have you back, Geoffrey. Yep. Uh, I hate the spelling of that giraffe's name. <laughs> but moving on, let's dive <laughs> into movies and TV. I sent you an image for the Hellboy movie. You did. Uh, the poster. What did you think of it?
0: It looked good. Uh, it kind of had that same kind of vibe that... Um, Ron Perlman? Well, no, that the, the Predator had. Like, the po- the visually speaking kind of a hmm. really bright kind of color um i don't know if that's something that's T- to
1: be fair though hellboy is red yeah and predator is a darker tone so yeah no you're right yeah. i don't know if that was i wouldn't call it a conscientious decision yeah. to make it pop. But,
0: yeah no i know i'm just saying i don't i'm thinking that the style may be something that uh, maybe that's coming back you know the kind of the brighter like the 80s. yeah the brighter yeah. poppier kind of uh in you your know. face, yeah, kind of look, which is cool because, like I said, we talked about that previously. But I think the Dark Knight kind of ushered in this darker tonality, the gradient, yeah, the era of grit, yeah, sir. Uh, so it's kind of cool. Uh, it looked good. I am looking forward to see what the footage looks like because uh, I mm-hmm. think it's very important. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, it looked cool. Uh, I'm sure you have opinions about it.
1: Um, so Hellboy is right up there for me with X Men. I like, Mac- I love Mike Mignola. I love all the Hellboy stuff. Uh, massive fan. That being said, I think David Harbor looks the part. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he can act the part too. He's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Um, and and this is
0: um, the sheriff from Stranger James things. things. Okay, yes, that is correct. Sure.
1: And um, so I think I know which storyline it is. I'm not going to give anything away because if you're a Hellboy fan, well, if you're a Hellboy fan, you should recognize that sword like right off the bat. But super pumped because if it is what I think it is, it's going to be fucking up, balls to the wall.
0: Is there a tagline, or is it just called Hellboy?
1: Uh, it's called Hellboy. There was a it wasn't like the tagline, it was like the like caption, let's say. Uh, I can't fucking remember what it was, but, but yeah, it, the movie is just Hellboy. Yeah. That's all we got right now, but okay. I'm super pumped. Um, glad to see Big Red back up on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, man, should be fun.
0: Cool, very cool. Uh, yeah, man, like I said, I'm interested. We'll see. A uh, lot of stuff coming out soon. Uh but yeah, man. Good stuff. Interested. Interested. So let's
1: talk some uh, some spoderman.
0: Alright, so you put this on here. I finally saw the trailer for this because I guess there was one prior. And I in my head interpreted it as like DLC for the game that just came out. I don't you know, know that's
1: what I thought it was too. But it's uh it's an animated movie called yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. Done by Sony. Done by Sony, where Miles Morales, or yeah, we're following the Miles Morales Spider-Man. And um so it looks very i don't even know how to describe the style it looks almost like paper art yeah it? yeah that's that's the way i would
0: i don't want to say claymation but yeah but paper art i think is probably if,
1: if, if paper art had a claymation version yeah where you are actively manipulating the paper like south park but not crap yeah know? so uh what'd you think man it wasn't a long trailer but it did show a lot yeah i think it was it was cute um i
0: like the spider pig thing i think that was kind of funny
1: yeah uh there was a lot of good stuff in that trailer. I like the idea of approaching Spider-Man from the Miles Morales standpoint. Yeah, because that I don't think that has been explored enough. Yeah, especially in film or animation form. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the I love the intro where he was like, "Say I love you," and he's like, "Dad." You know Over the siren He's like Say I love you Yeah sir. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny I thought that was great And then I thought Introducing Peter Parker Like an older version Of Peter yeah. Parker Was cool And then seeing All the different Spider things And verses And like we got Spider Gwen Which is the first time We get to see her In like a bigger Sort of animation thing Look, look really cool Yeah that's our That's our buddy Nick Polk's girl Yeah and, um, he, he loves Spider Gwen So I'm I'm actually really excited For this thing It's coming out On Christmas Day Yep Um, We will see It's, it's a different take Yep Um I'm
0: interested in the uh, Spider-Noir, the, the Spider-Noir Spider-Man. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I'm interested in him. He looks so, cool. So,
1: um, I'm i curious to see what Sony is on because I, I feel like this movie has potential. Yeah. Well, it definitely has potential.
0: I, I just mean, like, um, you know, Spider-Man's kind of a funny character to begin with, but I hope we don't over kiddify it. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I think kind of the Spider-Pig is meant to appeal to that, and I know that he is something that exists.
1: I, I would say Spider-Man, in a lot of sense and regard, is very the Batman of Marvel. Um, and that being so we discussed the villains gallery how Spider-Man probably has the best villain gallery yeah. of Marvel yep and my, my other point is that like Batman you know he could be interpreted in many many different ways and like you know you could get everything from Adam West Batman to Dark Vader Christopher Nolan Batman yeah, yeah and I think Spider-Man has the same sort of malleability because we've seen you know the serious Spider-Man in um, I would say like the amazing Spider-Man was kind of serious yeah and you know we've seen the the most I would say accurate representation with Homecoming yeah and then, you know, we've gotten, this is kind of the goofiest, almost, in a way. So, we will see. Spider-Man is uh, Stanley's baby. That was, that was his pride and joy for a while there. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to see some different interpretations.
0: Very cool. Yeah, it should be good. Um, the, the animation style was very intriguing to me. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, Something different, you know?
1: See. Have you seen Cubo and the Two Strings? I have not. No, it, ran, it reminds me a bit of that animation style. Oh, okay, cool. But I believe that was Claymation.
0: That was, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, I thought that was kind of cool. Moving on. So, as we know, Venom dropped this weekend. Haven't seen it. I don't think you have either, nope. Probably.
1: I, um, I had a buddy see it. He, he said he liked it. He enjoyed it. Um, that being said, he is not a, and we're not either. We're not film critics. He's not a film critic. But that being said, I believe we are more critical of what we watch and what we spend our money on. So, uh, I'm not going to see it in theaters. I've decided that. I will wait for it to come out on Redbox, Netflix, whatever it may be. I'll pick it up and watch it. Yep. And that has been my choice. As a movie pass member, <laughs> to not waste one of my movies on, on Venom.
0: Okay, copy that. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's it's despite negative reviews, it's looking to have the biggest October ever, mm-hmm. in, in uh, cinema. So that's cool. I think that lasts as uh, two weeks until we get Halloween. I think Halloween is going to break that. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's very. I highly anticipated, and I'm not the only one talking about it people who don't like horror movies are talking about it. So that's what's kind of the- my,
1: my girlfriend is talking about it. She hates horror movies. Yeah? Really? She's she hate- excited for it. She hates them. She doesn't hate them. She's spooked by them. And oh. let, let me let me tell you why. She is afraid of the um of the real, right? So she doesn't like movies where there's like a house invader and he like like I spit on your grave like that. She doesn't like uh-huh. and like the, the stuff that could is plausible. Yeah. Like criminal minds like she enjoys criminal minds, but she's terrified by it sometimes, you know? Okay. Uh, Where in vice versa, I'm like spooked of like the like the, you know, the complete other side of the spectrum, like the exorcist type of shit or demon drags me to hell. Or, that's, you know,
0: those are the ones that get me too. I don't yeah. like I don't like because it's like yeah. if
1: somebody invades your house, you are like, yes, put me out of my fucking misery, please. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. it, I don't know. I, I think for us, it may be the fear of the unknown. I think that's what it might be. You know, I think that sums it up very well. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then, as opposed to like my girlfriend's side of things, I think it, it it's the fear of the plausible,
0: the, the reality of it. Yeah,
1: the, the the fear of like the plausible reality, which is more terrifying. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I mean, that's just me. I, I'm sure if somebody, you know, if we had a home invader, he'd he'd fucking regret it. Oh, it yeah. Happened, like, oh yeah, like thirty seconds flat. But that being said, yeah, that, that that that's her stance on horror movies. Interesting. Yeah, that, I, I thought it was a I thought it was an interesting contrast.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um yeah man I mean I, we, we started to talk about Venom but I'm, at this point I don't give a fuck about Venom and I want to talk about Halloween a little bit more you
1: get a free comic with it if you see it in theaters so oh. I guess that's kind of cool Ooh, that's cool hey man I'm, I'm all for um, free comics yes I, yeah, let's <laughs> leave it at that yeah um, so we got some gaming to talk about we do uh, you, you brought up something top 5 gaming franchises do you have yours I have a I have a I have a list of games in mind I want to know if I would necessarily put them in order yeah, I, Sorry. <laughs> Jacob just smacked the mic. Yeah, I like think they a heard named Slickback. I think they I think they heard it. <laughs> um that being said, I, I have these games in mind, and I think there might be like one or two kind of franchises. And I think there's a, a lot of standalone games that kind of really spoke to me. It, you mean so you, I'll, what, I'll
0: let you go first. We can do whatever you want, man. Sure. So what do you think is my can you say you probably could think my name my top three. Can you name them?
1: Your top three my top of three. all time? Yeah. Uh, definitely Mortal Kombat. Number one. I would one. say that's up there. Yep. Um, I would say Call of Duty make, makes your list. No? No? Top,
0: top five doesn't make...
1: Does not make top five? It would probably make top ten? Yeah. Not top okay. five, but it was... Looks... So... Huh. Okay. I'm going to start eliminating things. I'm going to do the opposite. I know Killer Instinct isn't on there. No. I know Battlefield isn't on there. No. Um, Is Smite on there?
0: Smite is on there.
1: Yes. Okay. Good. Because you keep revisiting that. I was going to say, if you don't... <laughs> Yeah. put that on there um i'm thinking sony exclusive exclusives um i wouldn't say god of war is your top five no no um jack and dexter
0: nope ratchet and clank that's yeah that's up there yeah okay, that,
1: that's um i feel like there's another big one that i'm just kind of overlooking right now
0: no it's not that's one it was kind of an exclusive but it's not one anymore
1: when it was kind of an exclusive,
0: it was used. To, it used to be an exclusive, but it's not anymore.
1: Uh, what gen? The
0: last like three. It's been around for a while.
1: Oh, so it's a franchise that's been around for a while. Yeah, it used to be an exclusive on Sony. I believe so. It might have been. It might not have been an exclusive. I think about it. Hmm. I'm hmm. not sure. I got my three. So you give me the other two. All right.
0: So Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid ah. as a franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's number two. And number three, I had to ponder this a little bit because like the first two just came like kind of like the movie talk. The first two just came so goddamn easily. Right. Uh, Three has to be the Rainbow Six as a whole. Okay. Uh,
1: uh, I was going to say, I know you you enjoy uh, Vegas.
0: Vegas. Vegas one's
1: probably still my favorite favorite shooter of all time.
0: That's fair. Uh, And Siege is up there. I think that one might break the top three of shooters.
1: I, w- I would say that I enjoyed the uh, Splinter Cells too because that was Tom Clancy wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't Rainbow Six, but it was it was Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. Yeah,
0: because yeah. if if you're a, if you're a capsling all of Tom Clancy, then, then it's definitely
1: it's definitely number three easily.
0: Because yeah. the Splinter Cells were great, the Ghost Recon's were really good. Um, you the, know the
1: OG like Tom Clancy shooter yeah. on the PS One. You remember that? Mm-hmm. It could not fucking beat that as like a five-year-old
0: like raven shield and all that there's a lot of good stuff in that library there's a
1: lot of goodies in in the tom clancy verse
0: yes sir um so that's my top three everything else is kind of blurs together at least in my head um but those are my top three for sure okay smite is probably up there but as a singular title it's it's definitely up there but it's not really a franchise because it's like this ever-growing thing that's never going to stop
1: sure um that being said have you played any of the other high-res games like paladins and
0: i played a little bit of paladins i just not not the same i couldn't get into it uh i felt like it was overwatch overwatched a little bit i mean i know that's kind of a vague thing to say but um i felt like if it came out maybe like six months before overwatch it would have been amazing Copy but that. i there's something about the the overwatch engine that just feels so much smoother to me in every light like, way
1: yeah i mean blizzard refines their product yeah and we're not gonna get into it because you know i feel like we always do whatever yeah um okay i think i have a list in mind okay um so definitely star wars as a game franchise uh, is way the fuck up there for me.
0: Wait, I, I, saw, I must stop you right there. Uh-huh. Okay. How did you feel about the Force Awakens games? Or the, first, the Force Unleashed, I'm sorry. Yeah, they were fucking excellent. You liked them both?
1: Oh, yeah. I love them both. They're both perfect. of them? Uh, yes. Two had its issues. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought it was still a good game and it had some story. <sighs> yeah. But I still enjoyed it overall. Okay. I don't enough. think it was bad enough for it to ruin Force Unleashed. Okay. That being said... Some of my favorite games of all time, Nice the Old Republic 1 and 2. It's still probably fucking number one for me, you know, 10, 15 years later. Uh, Both Battlefields, uh, the OG ones, Battlefield 1 and 2, fucking great. Oh, yeah. Uh, Battlefield 2 has a resurrected community on PC, so I might just hop back into that. (laughs) Uh, We have the Clone Wars game, which is fucking great. Uh, Like you said, the Force Unleashed, uh, Bounty Hunter. You remember Bounty Hunter? I do. Uh, Starfighter. Then we have Star Wars Galaxies. I played that uh, right before the right before the Jedi came out. The Jedi completely broke the fucking game. Yeah. So I played that for a bit, um, and that's like five games that kind of encapsulated most of my childhood, man. Uh-huh. You know. So th- that's definitely up there for me. That being said, uh, Jet Set Radio is up there. Are you familiar with Jet Set Radio? Yes. Yeah. Um, big part, and I still bump that soundtrack because it's so fucking tantalizing. Oh, dude, I fucking, I'm sorry, keep going, I missed a major fucking thing, keep going, I'm sorry. (laughs) I just, one just hit me in the fucking, right between the eyes, go ahead, sorry. Sure, so I think it's time for my yearly playthrough of that. Um, Call of Duty's up there, and here's why, Uh, just because the sheer amount of time and fun dedicated um, into that game. That's fair. Because I picked up Call of Duty when 2 was around, uh, on like the end cycle of 2, 3-ish, around that era. 3 was weird, 2 was good. Um, two Two Head had some fucking phenomenal AI level design and all that mm-hmm. good stuff, but it I, was
0: it's so good that they're ripping off maps to this day from that yeah. era.
1: And then four came out and it completely revolutionized multiplayer. Completely revolutionized how you play games. And, mm-hmm. You know,
0: it became the juggernaut after that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, it's hard to kind of get that back because mm-hmm. it was the it was really the first of its kind. Yeah um so you know call of duty kind of has to be up there because i've put a lot of time money hours into four modern warfare 2 the black ops well one and two and oh and world at war can't forget world at war uh
0: and don't forget about uh, your your secret favorite uh infinite oh infinite warfare, warfare. Yeah. i um
1: I, I enjoy infinite warfare i know i don't know if it's something that i'd go back and rebuy like call of duty 4 bought it once sold the disk rebought the disc <laughs> Uh, still have that disc and then you know rebought it for current gen. So yeah. I bought that game a total of three times. Hey. Roll that war probably twice too, because mm-hmm. you know it comes and goes. But Infinite Warfare, I, I had fun with it. Yeah. And we'll see how Black Ops Four turns out. I'm not completely opposed to getting it. Me either. But I'm I'm kind of weary. Mm-hmm. You know? Um shit. I think I totally forgot my next one. I'm sorry, dude. Ooh. Halo. Halo uh, the Halo okay. series is something I grew up with. Nice. I played Halo 1 when that shit came out, and that was fucking excellent. I still keep up with... Um, I don't, I don't want to say the games, but I keep up with a lot of the lore and a lot of the extra stuff outside of the games. And I think Halo has one of the best... um, How, how are we going to call it? The extended universe? Mm-hmm. I think Halo has one of the best extended universes out there. It's very comparable to Star Wars. Fair well, enough. Old yeah. Star Wars before Disney took over. The House of Mouse. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, so that's four... And I'm trying to think of... A, oh, Devil May Cry. There we go. Five. Okay, there you go. And uh, same kind of vein as Halo. Uh, different genre, different aspects of what I like. And, uh, you know, close tie with Mortal Kombat for five. I those think, two were, were very hand-in-hand hand with with my childhood. I think you
0: and I both missed one very important one in our list.
1: Well, I said music, and it triggered you. Tony Hawk? Tony Hawk. Tony, Hawk. Oh, f- yeah. Oof. yeah. Oh, man. Now yeah. we got to revise our list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that five is a three-way tie then. Yeah. Between, like, Devil May Cry, Mortal Kombat, and Tony Hawk.
0: Because, like, when you talk about formative years, bro, Tony Hawk, that yeah, was yeah. it. What
1: Okay, what was the first Tony Hawk game you picked up?
0: No, the first one. I played the first one.
1: Pro Skater 1? Yeah. I started at Pro Skater 2. So that was the first one <clears throat> I played. Wow. Yeah, man. I think there's a lot of aspects to love about those games. Oh, yeah. And looking back at those, you know, top five franchises, we have some overlap, and then we have some contrast. But I think it's very interesting to see um, that this kind of medium influenced us to be what and who we are today. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, I took a video game design class in my undergrad. Mm-hmm. And um, so the first day, the teacher was like, is video game art, is it a movie? What is it? And we kind of spent, you know, the hour kind of debating what it is. And we came up with, it's an experience. Yeah. It's somewhere between like a movie and being involved. It's like a happy medium. Mm-hmm. and and that being said man uh, i'm looking forward to what gaming has to offer in the next couple of years yeah i think we we've made some strides uh you know tripped a couple times yeah and uh yeah man
0: definitely um one that i didn't include on the list uh because right honorable now honorable mention well right now it's it's, it's not a franchise yet there's a singular title that is to me the greatest game ever made is The Last of Us mm. not a franchise yet? Still, okay. still, only one, and granted, they have the comic books and stuff like that, but still, only one game. Um, if two is anything close to it, this will probably crack top three. Um, and it's important to note that Naughty Dog took their time with it. Um, now, and God of War was an honorable mention, that was up there.
1: Yeah, uh, I think God of War was maybe bigger for you than it was for me because mm-hmm. I was always a Massive God of War guy. Mm-hmm. I, I never. I had a PlayStation one, but you know, God of War the first one came out for PS2, mm-hmm. and then God of War three was like the PS3 launch title. If I, yeah, know, I remember. think that's correct. Yeah, and um, and I remember watching those games and kind of playing them, um, but you know, I kind of grew up with an Xbox, and yeah, like a 360. Well,
0: I think it's fair to say that um, the stories of God of, from God of War has always been good, right? Yeah. Um. But gameplay wise, for me, and I mentioned this during the God of War review this year, that it was just always kind of mindless hacking. Yeah, kind of. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, obviously they have the abilities in there and stuff like that, but the whole thing, the whole experience, took a mind of it's a completely different level with the new one. Um,
1: uh, the gameplay, along with Kratos, matured. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, the story was even a little less yeah. vengeance, vengeance uh, but um,
1: I think that was kind of the appeal of the early God of Wars, though. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely
0: yeah definitely but um, yeah just, that's definitely up there uh, but yeah man Tony Hawk I'm gonna have to find a way to slip that in somewhere
1: yeah man uh, may- maybe we should come back to this at a later time yeah because there's some uh, games to be released and included and maybe some revisions to be. yes created. sir so uh, talk to me about this uh, PSX
0: so PSX is the PlayStation Experience right mm-hmm. um, it's their own little E3 that they have in December closer to the holiday season so they get you fucking hyped mm-hmm. right okay uh, they canceled that this year there is no PSX this year. Uh, the rationale reasoning behind it is that we are not cooked enough. None of our main projects are ready for that. Um, not everybody kind of looked looked at it as kind of admitting a sign of defeat, but like, admitting defeat, so to speak. But I look at it and it's like, well, they don't have anything to show. Why have it? Why think, why have it so people can fucking have a fit about how they didn't show anything?
1: the, there's the uh, Yeah, man. I think they they held their cards for E3 you know you kind of have to mm-hmm. and um i think that's a perfectly fair gesture they're like hey you know what uh there's nothing really exciting you know you're gonna fly out to what i'm assuming la yeah i think cali, so. Yeah. somewhere in cali you're gonna fly out for what a three-day event mm-hmm. to you know kind of see more of the same yeah i think i think some people could interpret that as the dog showing its belly and kind of submitting i think that's um i think that was a very mature move of sony yeah how they're like well, you know what um maybe next year we're not ready we're not ready we got some time i think that's okay yeah because you're, you're absolutely right if i paid good money to throw in tickets you know somewhere to stay food airfare and you know all the other expenses and i'm like well, they didn't fucking show anything i would have been upset
0: yeah so but i think that for me uh i don't understand why they did they do these things anyways why microsoft did their own keynote thing too i don't understand it E3 was meant... That's what E3 is meant for, right?
1: Well, Microsoft can bundle it in with all their other stuff, like their computer shit. That's true. And they could just have, like, a whole stage or a panel dedicated to the games. Yeah. You know, and Microsoft can sure shit get away with that. Yeah. Sony, on the other hand, we are you going to have, like, a TV convention?
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: surround sound? And maybe
0: maybe a phone or two, maybe.
1: Do they even do phones? No, I haven't heard any Sony phones since, like, the Ericsson. Oh. So, yeah, man, So Sony... Bold move, Sony. Um, that being said, I don't think it's like politically incorrect to have your own kind of convention. Yeah. Do you? You're a multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. But, you know, that being said, Microsoft can definitely have way more fucking lean To talk about in yeah. that aspect. Yeah, because yep. they're, you know, new new tablets, new laptops, new software, new hardware. And that's just the fucking brink of it. You know, yeah. that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's
0: true. Um I think for me, it just amps up what E3 this year coming up has to offer. Yeah. They're, they're all, holding their cards. Yeah. Like you said, they're holding their cards closer to their chest. And they're like, hopefully they blow the fucking doors off E3 this year. Because I, I think, you know, this year was we kind of even between the two of them. Yeah. Well, well, the three of them, I guess, because you can count Nintendo and all that. It's kind of in between, you know. Everybody was kind of, oh, good. it was an all right year for everybody, but it wasn't fucking mind blowing. Like, they went, remember the year where fucking the PlayStation 4 was coming out, all the new consoles were coming out? That shit was like. Holy yeah. fuck!
1: Guns
0: uh, blazing, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, now we're in the Cold War aspect of this thing.
1: We're just calling each other's bluffs.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I just thought that was interesting to talk about. Um, so I, we actually ended up talking about it longer than I thought we would. I thought you'd been like, oh, cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, uh, had some extra input. So, uh, this week I sent you a short little snippet of a video that, uh, oh, let me just fucking dive right into it. So, a developer, Rocksteady, May or, may or may not be developing a game a Harry Potter RPG game excellent Um, I didn't know what, I honestly didn't know what your reaction to it would be because yeah. I saw it and I was like I fucking love it I Me? need this mm-hmm. I sent it to you and I'm glad you had a positive reaction because I think this is just what we need
0: yep Um. okay so Rocksteady is the company behind the Batman Arkham games yep absolutely uh, so they've done it obviously and
1: they, they have experience with yeah. open world yeah and uh, you know
0: Taking care of characters that you love, you know. Uh, so this is not to, mention, to say that it is a Harry Potter thing, because it could be just in the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Which I kind of hope it is. I really don't want to deal with Harry Potter. Hopefully, it's like in the past, so or something like I, that.
1: I actually have some. Uh, I have some thought on that. Okay, but uh, but I'm gonna let you wrap up with Rocksteady because I know you got some words.
0: Yeah, I, I love them. I think they do a great job. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely good stuff. They do a, a good job overall. I, I will say, me, I I grant it. Maybe they needed time for the property to cool down a little bit maybe a year or two too late. You know what I mean? Because Harry Potter's not as hype as it was. Mm-hmm. No, you, you don't no, think so? No, no, no,
1: no, no. Um, have you played a Harry Potter game? Any of them?
0: Uh, I played like the very first one on PC. Like, it was like a playbook. Yeah, play. way back in the day. Yeah.
1: I've had, I don't know, maybe four Harry Potter games throughout the years. So I had like Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets on the PlayStation oh, the 1. the movie tie-in ones. Okay. Yeah, the movie tie-in ones. And I had Prisoner of Azkaban. And, and I also got a fire on like the Xbox. Uh-huh. They were pretty decent. Um, they weren't anything to write their home movie, about. Their movie. Yeah. But they were yeah. pretty good for the time and the hardware. And, uh, you know, you ever seen that image of Hagrid in, like, the, the PS1 graphics? That's perfection. <laughs> that is the male body. This is this is perfection. He looks, he
0: looks like a Christmas tree. <laughs>
1: so here's, here's what's going to happen with this game. All right. We're getting The Crimes of Grindelwald in November. Yep. So here's what's going to happen. About a week or two before the movie comes out, uh, Rocksteady and the publisher EA, I want to say, is going to be like, hey, guys, we have a Harry Potter game. And here's how it's going to go down. You're not in the Potter timeline. It's actually before that. So you might actually end up interacting with like... Voldemort. Sal... Uh, what's Oh, name? way before that? You're talking about... Way what? before that. I'm talking like... Salazar like,
0: Slytherin. Uh, no,
1: no, 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 no. Uh, what's his name? From um, Fantastic Beats. The main character. Oh, uh... Newt Scamander. Yeah, Newt Scamander. Newt Scamander yeah. And I, I think it'll be closer to that timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That being said, the snippet I sent you, it didn't look half-baked. It mm-hmm. didn't look like... Oh, this is something we did yeah. in, like, our free time. This looks like an almost ready product. Yeah. And that being said, I'm super excited because I want to get sorted into a fucking house. I want to learn spells and that stuff. And if it's in the vein of, um, of like, I don't want to say MMO because that would be a bit of a stretch, you know, like World of Warcraft. But um, if it's, like, multiplayer online, I'm kind of I'm curious to see how everything unfolds and, you know, the story told with this. I think you could pick, like, a faction or something like that. Faction? Yeah. You mean like a Hogwarts house?
0: No, I mean like I don't know. Maybe like it throughout the story your character ages and they come like at a full blown like adult wizard at the end and you get to fuck around with. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to expect.
1: More. I'm 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 excited for it though. I love the RPG aspect of gaming. Yeah. The genre I should say. But this looks really good. Right yeah, now. it does. I'm pumped and um we'll we'll keep you guys posted with details as they come out. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited, man. I think the the what what fucking got
0: me amped was the customizing aspect look. It looks like it was an, yeah, in, in that, depth. Yeah.
1: that's easily my favorite part of any like RPG like that. Yeah.
0: The, the in depth that actually looked like, oh, you can't just pick guy or girl, and here you go. And it's like no, you can You make your a, character. You make your character.
1: I'm hoping you get to do something similar with like your spell sets and, mm-hmm. and you know stuff as you go along the line. Some more
0: defensive minded wizards, some more offensive minded wizards. Yeah, man,
1: and uh the that 9v9 quidditch game
0: Ooh! Be fun. I didn't even fucking think about or is it. Is it seven? I think it's seven. seven right I think it's seven. Yeah, might
1: be seven because. you remember? A- have you ever, Did you play the Harry Potter Quidditch game when it came out? Uh, was it like specifically Quidditch? Yeah. No. Dude, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. But well, that'll be fun, man. If we could get, like, an 18-player online Quidditch game going, mm. you know, aside from the whole fact that Quidditch is fucking broken and J.K. Rowling has never seen a sports game in her life, I think it should be fun. <laughs> um, what What is your philosophy behind that? Why is it broken? The snitch is bullshit. It is 110% bullshit. Well, you could get... You the were snitch. literally having 16 people on the field... Just for one person to... Yeah, just for one person to go, I kind it. We win... It's bullshit. Well, it's because you you could the- you could score the snitch is like what a hundred points. Hundred points. You, that means you could have everybody else score ten goals, and then one asshole catches the snitch, ties it, and wins the tie because <laughs> the snitch gets priority over ten goals. And it's I, I just think the snitch is bullshit.
0: I think uh, there is a, a legitimate time limit thing that they should put into the regulation of Quidditch. Because think about that. You're right. Right. And I think about it. In the whole Goblet of Fire storyline, they had the Quidditch World Cup. How long were those fucking games? That's a good question. Because you know, like you, you're not going through a Quidditch World Cup in two days. That's not gonna happen. You know what
1: I mean? This is like I mean, unless these games are like an hour apiece.
0: That's what I'm saying. There has to be if there moment. was
1: like a time window on the Snitch. If there was like a minute or two time window, you know, that, I think that would bring in some interesting gameplay to Quidditch. Because then, when the Snitch goes up, like let's say it's like a firework in the back or something, and you know that's when you know the Snitch is out. Then everybody kind of switches objectives, Mm -hmm. and it's like, all right, well, uh, let's fuck with the other guy's seeker so he doesn't get it. Yeah. And it would go from who can score more points to who can cock block the other team. Yeah. And, you know, you got those two minutes, so it's like, well, what do we balance? How many guys do we get fucking with the seeker, and how many guys do we still got trying to score goals? Yeah. I think that would be an interesting dynamic, but kind of having the snitch out there, out and about is kind of bullshit.
0: Yeah. Also, what's the parameters that keeps the snitch within the playing field? There
1: are no parameters. The snitch fucking took Potter...
0: Till the fucking mars almost
1: (laughs) we watched christmas basketball the other day and it took him so far up into the atmosphere that That his fucking broom started freezing yeah like what bro is this thing trying to kill you
0: (laughs) definitely didn't mean to get into that tangent
1: basically so this is called the leaky cauldron that's what they're calling it no i just called it rock studying the leaky cauldron i like that yeah i thought it was clever um We'll see what the title is, and like I said, we'll keep you all posted with more details. But
0: uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it looks good. I'm I'm I was <gasps> really really amped about that. You ready? You moving on? All right. So, Siege uh, has yes. introduced.
1: You thought we were gonna go a week without. I mean, we we opened Siege. it with it.
0: You know, that was the pre-show. But um, Siege has uh, integrated a almost insta ban for team killing.
1: Right. Um, well your first offense it, it's five points to get the half hour ban or hour ban, or whatever it is. And I I believe it works something like this. Your first offense in the game is three points. And then your next one is like two or some shit. Right? I, I think it's three off the bat if you like spawn and TK. Yeah. Right? Um and that being said, there's a lot of kind of outrage in the Siege community. I wouldn't call it outrage, it's kind of uh concern Mm -hmm. because if you've ever played siege people make mistakes some people get upset other people get it it happens you Mm -hmm. sometimes you team kill whether it be like that one time i got scared shitless and fucking plowed down our cab and i was like oh my god i'm so sorry (laughs) or you know whatever it may be it'll happen yeah you're holding down an angle some dude runs in front of you and he gets blasted because you know he wasn't paying attention
0: Mm -hmm. it happens Mm mm-hmm
1: so how do you propose we implement this TK ban?
0: Well, the thing is, well, like I said, right now, that's how it's working, right? So they basically wanted to implement, like, a forgiveness thing where the team can, like, vote the player back in to the match, which I think is kind of important. I think the person who gets TK should because, like, if it's an accident, you know, I mean, it would probably piss you off still. Mm-hmm. But you'd be like, oh, well, he didn't mean to fucking do that. Yeah. yeah it's one thing when two people go back and forth and next you know both of them are kicked and you're down three yeah it was three v five yeah it's three v five um but i think that's just adding another layer of communication to the like oh man dude my bad i didn't fucking mean to
1: well let me say this on pc the communication is much better yeah um it'll happen my buddy was playing smoke he tossed the babe um and our clash walked r- she walked backwards into the smoke and she died and she was like what and she was like oh you know what that was my bad i wasn't paying attention she's like no you know no hard feelings i was like you're probably not going to get that on console. Mm-hmm. It's a lot different environment on console. Yeah, yeah. And I think your idea of the person who got team killed is kind of like the deciding verdict. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I think that would be fair.
0: Yeah, I mean, granted, like I said, you are going to have fucking salty bitches, but like, there's really no other way to do it.
1: It's a very delicate balance, man. I the idea I had was um that that team kill that accumulates you to that five points, like that first one, then there's the vote. Yeah. And it's like, did we kick him out? Yes or no? And you know, you we kick him out. All right, he's gone. Uh, we keep him. All right, but next team kill, it's auto kick I think it's Cause, um because three team kills in, in one game. Yes, that's, like, that's kind of yeah unrealistic.
0: It should be like uh, if you're if you're if you average this many negative points or per game or something like that, then well, you get, well, you
1: get average negative points if you're playing bandit. You know, like you'll put down the fucking. The generator, and you'll pop like a, a mute router sometimes. That's, It'll happen. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll, I'll play Legion. I have impacts on Legion, and sometimes I'll, I'll whip one, and there's something on the other side. And it's like minus five points. That's true. That's a good point. It will happen, man. It, it definitely will.
0: Indeed, indeed. Yeah, so I don't really have a way of thinking about it. I just thought it was interesting. I,
1: I think what you said is interesting. The person who got team killed should have uh, like the majority vote. On yeah. This. And if it
0: was like a maybe make his vote worth three and have the rest of the team worth three. So if he's just being a salty bitch and everybody else is like, dude, it was an accident. They bet like balance him out and it's fine. Yeah. Cancel him out. You know what I mean? My kid's upset. But um, yeah, that's just something that I you know, I thought that was kind of interesting.
1: All right, Gabe.
0: You ready to move on to the games? You got anything this week?
1: Yes, I got two games this week. We're going to play uh, some Where on Earth. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up my motherfucking list. Okay, Where on Earth. Uh, We're sticking to bands this time. Sweet. So I'm going to keep it nice and easy on you. Uh, so going from least difficult to most difficult. Where on earth is Cradle of Filth from?
0: Uh, they're Finnish, aren't they?
1: Or so you thought. Because they, they kind of fit the like the hymn vibe, right?
0: Yeah. Swedish?
1: No, they're from England. Are they? They're actually from the same place that Bring Me the Horizons is. Oh. Sheffield. Well, close. Close okay. to. Huh. Yeah. I uh, I didn't know that either. I thought they were also kind of in the Finnish-Swedish vein. Yeah, there's something about them just screams, screams Viking. Well, they're known for their like black metal aesthetic. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. Cradle fully embraces the aesthetic of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, they actually, this band actually dropped an album on Friday called Electric Messiah, which I'm going to give a review of next week. Nice. Um. So High on Fire, where are they from?
0: High on Fire, High on Fire, High on Fire, High yep. on Fire,
1: High on Fire. Yep. Yes, sir. Easily my favorite consistent Kuma's burger as well.
0: I am not super familiar You're with them. You're not super familiar
1: with Mm-mm. them? What if I told you they were like stoner dad metal? California? Yeah, there you go. Oakland, Cali. Okay. Where the first uh, distillery opened up. Nice. Good stuff. After the burial.
0: You know them. They're um, a
1: band that needs no introduction. After the burial. After the burial. They're Australian. Are they? I thought so. No, they're not. No, they're fucking not. <laughs> they're not? <laughs> really? Yeah. they are they They're from the good old US of A. Are they? Yeah. Does it, uh, the you want to take, take a guess on where? Mm. Think, uh, think malls. Malls. Yeah. Malls. <laughs> yeah, malls. Minnesota. Yeah, they're from <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. Really, Minnesota. Does one of their guys have an accent? I feel like one the of the Vikings.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like. I feel like one of their guitar they're players had like Minneapolis,
1: Minnesota. Maybe I never spoken to any of them, and the uh, mm. you know the screamer show shit doesn't have an accent. Yeah, that's true. Can you scream in an accent?
0: You uh yeah probably yeah
1: all right um next band um the first album being their best album wolf mother where the fuck is wolf mother from you remember those guys wolf mother <laughs>
2: a woman oh, yeah.
1: a the um
0: they're gotta be british right are they they have to be you sure just, just by the, the sound i that's what i'm guessing
1: mm, so is that your guess that's my guess they're from england yeah are they from scotland or are they from ireland they're from well, the UK. Ireland's Technically, not part of. Them. They're from the UK. No, they're not from the UK. <laughs> Where are they at? They're. Are they American? They're not American? No, they're not American. Um, they're like a derivative of the UK. What did What did What did Britain colonize?
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>
1: no, you don't know your history. They're from. Uh, they're from Sydney, Australia. Oh, Okay. Really? Yeah, that was a good one, wasn't it? Hmm. hmm. I don't think you've 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 only gotten high on fire, and that was because I said it was guess. Yeah. You don't even know these guys. <laughs> yeah, they're from Sydney, Australia. New South Wales.
0: Mm, interesting. Good stuff.
1: Next band, uh, The Killers. Where are The Killers from?
0: They're from Vegas.
1: Yes, excellent. They're from Las Vegas, Nevada. I looked this, this up one up? time
0: because my sister insisted that they were British. I'm like, no, they're not. They're from America.
1: They have that British pop rock feel. Yes, they do. Um, and I watched the whole like 20-minute uh, docu. Video, whatever you want to call it, on why Mister Brightside is so still popular, mm-hmm. why it's consistently in the top forty charts. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that another. day. All right, mm-hmm. last band. Uh, this is a band that fights for your intergalactic sexual rights. This band is called Guar. <laughs> where on Earth is Guar from?
0: Are we doing like the gimmick, the gimmick location? <laughs> where they're actually from? Uh, Trick
1: question. Guar is not from Earth. They're from <laughs>
0: outer space.
1: <laughs> 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 that being said, where are they actually from?
0: Guar. That's just like, I mean I could be completely wrong and I probably am. That sounds seems like such a California thing. No. Nope. Really? really. Where are they from? Two strikes. Um Guara. Where is Guara from?
1: I'll give you I'll give you a hint. There's there's been some controversy on that side of the of the US. Oh, yeah, maybe that doesn't. <laughs> um would you believe me if I told you Guara is from Richmond, Virginia? Now I do. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. I think the like the warp description was like from some sex slave yeah. pit or yeah, some yeah. dumb shit like that. But yeah, true question. They're not from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> they're from outer <laughs> space.
0: All Interesting. right,
1: I got a, I got a second game that okay. conjured up. It's called When Was the First? I think I might just change it to When Was the Blank? Um, so here's how this works. I'm gonna ask you when was the first time this or this happened, and we're gonna go back and forth. We're gonna trade stories. So. When was the first time you sat down and had five guys? Or just had five guys? Uh,
0: can you close that door, Gabe? Yeah, I got you. Um, crazy little girl. Uh, first time I had five guys, it was downtown, right off Roosevelt. Me and Adriana needed something to eat. So I had five guys then. It was right off Roosevelt.
1: Cool. I had five guys this week. Uh, not for the first time. Not for the first time. Um, that's you know why it kind of came to mind. Uh, are you familiar with the term Scholastic Bowl? Do you know what that is? No. Uh, So I was on the school bowl team, is what we'll abbreviate it to, and it was uh, think of it as Jeopardy. It was kind of like Trivial Pursuit, Uh and so you had teams of five, and then you know there'd be a question go out. You had like a little button thing, and you try to answer it. Yeah. So I did that through junior high and high school, and um, I when I was in like seventh grade, we went to U of I, UIC, some downtown school, or it was a. the school in Evanston—I can't fucking remember the name of it. We went there for like the regional school bowl championship. Isn't that Northwestern? Was it Northwestern? I don't know. I think it's. I think it's. That's but we went there for uh, like this regional championship of scholastic bowl, and you know the chaperone was like, "You break money for five guys," and I was like, "Oh wow, five guys!" And so you know we went, and I was like, "Wow, this is fucking great. Peanuts are good. I had like a whole stack of them, Cajun fries mm-hmm. burnt the inside of my mouth, but they're fucking phenomenal, right?" Yeah. And then on the way home, there was some big ass accident on fifty-five, and so you know what. What should have been getting home around, like, 7 o'clock turned into getting home at 11 p.m. because there was a four-hour delay in the highway. Yeah. And, uh... That sucks. Yeah, man. So, that was my first time at Five Guys. I quite enjoyed it.
0: My thing was, um... Because I'm, like... I don't want to say I have the hipster mentality, but my thing is, like, well, everybody fucking likes it, so fuck it, right? Uh-huh. That was, that's usually me, especially in, like, early, like, late teens, like 17, 18. I was, like, yeah, very yeah, much like we that. you are against the man. If yeah. You're not, if you're not against
1: the man, you are the man. That's true. Sure, it's Hyde, right?
0: You're not wrong. Uh, but, um. So I'm like, everybody fucking likes Five Guys. Fuck it. She's like, well, there's nothing else to eat. I'm like, well, I really want pop bellies. I'm like, fine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then I ate the shit. I'm like, oh, my God. It's the fucking great, great Here's cheeseburger. Here's what I
1: told my girlfriend. I told her that Five Guys has a very consistent uh, burger profile, is what mm-hmm. we'll call it, or yeah. character, right? Uh, like a Kuma's burger, sure as shit, even their basic burger, sure as shit doesn't taste like a Five Guys burger. And that being said, any like fast food chain like a Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King burger does not taste like a Five Guys burger. It's just such a unique yeah thing to have a five guys burger yep you know and i was like they pull this off every single time because every single time we go i'm like we sit down and we slam the food and i'm like wow i forgot how good this was Mm -hmm. and she says we say this every fucking time and i was like yeah because it's fucking it's good food it's good food Uh, but then it's like you almost like shelve it in the back of your mind Mm -hmm. because you're gonna go to five guys like five times a week yeah you're right you know and i think they're good at the consistency portion and the, like, the character, the uniqueness of the burger. Because mm-hmm. nothing tastes like a Five Guys burger. And Five Guys burger doesn't taste like anything but itself. That's true. And I think that's that's a good kind of business model.
0: Very cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, that being said, I think you passed the bug to me. I had Chipotle three times this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I- yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, so when was the first time you successfully pulled off a fatality?
0: <laughs> successfully pulled off a fatality. Yeah. It was an accident. It was, was an one- accident? It was an accident. Legitimately... The very this is the I don't know if it's the first one, but it's the first one that I remember. Mm-hmm. The first fatality that I pulled off was an accident. It was on Mortal Kombat Four on the N sixty four. Okay, and like I said, I was just fucking mashing shit because I am like, oh, I don't know any right, because I think four just came out. I don't know any, yeah. and it was with Sub Zero, and I pulled out the fucking classic spine rip fatality, on Mortal Kombat Four.
1: Very cool. Um, my first accidental was on Ultimate Three. It was a uh, beastality. Right, when you Uh, turn into the uh, animal, uh, and uh, I was just mashing. It was an animality. Animality. That's what it was. Bestiality. Something else. Whoops. (laughs) Uh, It was an animality, right? And that was an accident. But uh, the first purposeful one I ever remember, and I still remember the combination for it, was on Deadly Alliance. With Sub Zero, in fact, and it was down up back A. I can't remember the you know X if you're on PlayStation, but it was down up back A on the Xbox, and I can't remember what the fucking fatality was, but I pulled it off, and I felt like Hot on shit. Deadly Alliance. Yeah, Deadly Alliance. I think Sub-Zero. Deadly
0: Alliance only had one, so it would be the full the full skeleton rip.
1: Yeah, the full skeleton rip sounds sounds about right. But yeah, that was my first weird. Yeah, I I, I think it's kind of funny because I don't really fuck with Sub Zero like that. I, I mean, fuck. I, I fuck with. Sub-Zero I was always like a that. Scorpion guy, yeah. but this was like the first fatality because I looked at the list, I'm like. Well, if he has the shortest one, I guess we're going to do it. <laughs> I had one of those, um, you remember those cheat books you used to get? Yeah. Yeah. We I don't. used to
0: go on, uh, let me think of if I can remember the name of the website. Cheatcodes.com or no, something. No, it was like, like Planet cool. Cheat or something like that. Yeah, there was
1: a whole bunch of them out there, man. Mm-hmm. I used to actually have some physical copies of them books. Oh, really? Yeah, so Ooh. that was a good old days type of thing. All right, um. so this next one is kind of going to lead into our stuff. What, when was the first time slash the first song you ever heard from Bring Me the Horizon?
0: It would have to be off the top of my head. Again, this is what I remember. It doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Uh, is um, diamonds aren't forever. If I remember correctly.
1: Okay. Do you remember where you heard it or who showed you? Hot Topic. Ah, ha ha. All right. We have very similar stories then. First, Bring Me the Horizon song I ever heard of was Chelsea Smile at Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was a passive listener to Bring Me the Horizon. Mm-hmm. I actively started listening to him when this next topic came up. Um... There is a hell. Believe me, I've seen believe it. Believe me, I've seen it. Uh, there is a the heaven. No. There is a heaven. There is a heaven. Believe me, I've seen it. There is a hell. No, it's the other way around. Uh, there is a hell. hell. Believe, believe me, I've, I've seen it. There is a heaven. Let's, Let's keep, keep it, it a secret. secret. There we go. Wow. We're really wow. big fans yeah, of this man. album. It turned eight years old on Thursday. Um, so we're going to do a little... We're going to do an eight-year interview. A retrospective. A retrospective. Um, I listened to it through. Me too. Mm, twice, I would say. Like five times. Five times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You start off swinging because I feel like you're more prepared for this. All right, so uh, I addressed this previously
0: when because like, Suicide Seasons just had their 10 year anniversary, which I think it's kind of funny because they're within like a week of each other. Yeah, um, consistent talk- like October release yeah. schedule. We, we we talked about this and uh, prior to There Is a Hell, um, Bring Me the Horizon was very like I said meme meme, meme music, right? It was funny.
1: Um, to well, me. I, I wouldn't say it was funny. I would say it wasn't well received and respected well, by the metal community. Well, no,
0: yeah, that, that's it was funny to me because I consider myself a of snob. That's just stupid music, eh. um, right? So when the new album, that new album dropped, you know, everybody was like, "Man, this fucking shit is so fucking good." Like people that I like knew and like respected opinions, I'm like, "It's fucking of the Horizon*, dude. It can't be that good, right?" So um, I sat on it almost immediately. I'm like, whatever. I'll get to it when I fucking get to it. It's fucking room. Horizon. I'm not going to take this shit seriously. Yeah.
1: They're not uh, yeah. years ahead of us. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. They're
0: not. A, they're not a priority. Right. Um, and Then I recall I was in high school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I recall uh, before I went to school one day, before I packed up my shit and went to, went to took a train to school. I'm like, All right. Let me download this fucking shit. All right. So I downloaded it. Mm hmm. And I'm like, alright, cool. Hop on the green uh the, the what's called? The orange line of Kedzie. Let's fucking go. Let's see. If see if it's any good at all. Because it's not. Of course it's not. Then I played. I ran around the loop three times.
1: Yeah. I'm just bumping it. I just I'm like Just straight repeat. Yeah. The, the, the loop's what? Like an hour? Yeah, about an hour. About an hour. So yeah. you probably bumped it. Like twice.
0: Two or three times. Two probably. or three times, yeah. I didn't even go to school that day, to be honest. Yeah. Um, It was like what the the fuck is this? Yeah. What what, What? is this? Colony? What? What? Who did like? What? What is this? What gives them the right to fucking make this fucking (laughs) ridiculously (laughs) heavy? Gives
1: you the right, Oliver Sykes,
0: to make this ridiculously heavy, ridiculously beautiful, well constructed piece of music? Like what
1: the fuck? Yep. Who are you? This is not the same band. So this was your first time listening to the Rizal Yeah. Um. Sorry, Mom. Now it's eight years later. Yeah. Twenty eighteen. What do you think of the album now?
0: It is a masterpiece from top to bottom. Top to bottom. This, this, I marked this as the outside of my personal favorites because there's a little bit of bias there. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as albums, I marked this as the place where metalcore music was became art.
1: So you know, it kind of transcended music, and it became almost like a story like Mm. a
0: vision yeah yeah um like i said this could be just me but it's it's like this is something this style of music is something to be to be taken extremely seriously i
1: wouldn't say style maybe this example
0: yeah that there is possibility for this stuff for this stuff to be done extremely well and extremely uh well crafted with great musicianship yeah um and I listen to it again, and I still get that feeling.
1: Yeah, you still get chills listening to it. Yeah,
0: I think I'm like, man, I'm like, I was, you know, oh, oh, 10, 8 years ago. So I was, I was 17 years old, 16 years old at the time. Right? I'm like, you know, what I mean, I'm like, maybe I grew out of it because I haven't listened to the album in full in a long time. I haven't listened to *Bringing the Ring of Horizon* in a long time because mm-hmm. of the whole recent stuff. And it's just like, whatever. Yeah. Um, let's do it again. I'm like, it's still there. That shit. It's, uh, the magic is still. There. It still speaks to me. I don't know what it is. I can't tell you. But it's an it's an intangible
1: thing. I get you.
0: Um, I
1: think. Um, kind of working on that. I think it's a combination of all sorts of factors: the instrumentals, the atmosphere, of the synths, the delivery, uh, the lyrical value, mm-hmm. uh, the weight of everything. I think a lot of a lot of the instrumentals are given the same weight as Ali's voice. Like mm-hmm. they very. Um, Complement it in a almost like a directorial point of view yeah. where like the, the line being delivered complements the camera angle or the shot if that makes sense but musically
0: yeah um and just like i said listen to it again it's just like wow A. Hey. um still there so you still love the album a hundred percent um to me if you would have forced me to do a top 10 albums of all time this is that would be on there that's definitely on there how like, far up halfway probably halfway like five or six yeah uh crappy. so man they the, they ex- exceeded everybody's expects expectations uh and to me kind of changed the landscape on which that i feel for me personally and for i think like a, a large majority of the people who are around during that time change the opinions of what that music can be Absolutely. it's more than just kind of this angry people screaming into the microphone and having you know fun
1: so i think we we had two very different approaches to this album eight years ago because you said you kind of you almost avoided it to a to an extent, right? And then you know, one day you're like, "Fuck it, let's just." How bad could it be? Yeah. Uh, me, on the other hand, what kind of attracted me to the album initially was the artwork. I, I enjoyed the like the duality God, things. Yeah. And um, for anybody that knows me, you know that I only have tattoos on the left side of my body. That's like that's I I, I partially blame that album because you know there's got to be a balance to these sort of things. Yeah. Like yeah. Light and dark. And so uh, the the artwork initially drew me to the album and I said, Well, I like Chelsea Smile, it's a banger, so why not, right? This isn't a band I really explored. And I remember being so blown away the first time I listened to it, I was like I kinda had the same mentality you did where I was like, wow, I didn't know metal music could be this because you know, being an angry kid and teen grown up, it's like you listen to this to to punch holes in drywall and to drop kick your buddies and then, you know, laugh and then he drops kicks you. And you know, it's like a jackass cycle. But yeah. kinda listening to this, I was like, wow, this really does kind of transcend what not even metalcore but what music can be and this isn't the first example it won't be the last example because you know people like mozart pink floyd the beatles all these ogs all these greats have been doing it but this was the first time it kind of clicked to me where i was like wow this is so much more than what i am this is kind of what we are as a collective all the people alive right now you know who are experiencing this album like we all kind of feel some way about it and i thought that was really beautiful and kind of listening through the album. It, it has um it has a storybook progression. Yeah. It comes out swinging with Crucify Me. Um then leads like right into Anthem and, and all these great bangers. Um so let's just get into it, man. What are your standout tracks?
0: It Never Ends. It's, okay, I uh to I me have some feelings about that. To me, this is Me Thing. Still to this day the best Breed Me The Horizon song. You think so? I don't know if like I said. I've
1: all like 80, 90 other songs.
0: Every single one. Okay. It is my cuz that that chorus, I said it once, I said it twice, I said it a thousand fucking times that I'm okay, that I'm fine, that it's all just in my mind, but this has got the best of me, but I'm free to sleep. That whole thing, that speaks to me. That, Genius? that was me when I was 17 years old. Hmm. Uh, that was
1: you not wanting to listen to the album? Huh? That was you not wanting to listen to the album? <laughs> it's just,
0: it was just, that shit was like, I remember when I first heard it, it gave me goosebumps. And still to this day... When it's I put that song goosebumps. on, it still gives me goosebumps.
1: A copy, man. The, the music video for this really cool too. Yeah, like, that, with that. the ambulance and all—he's <laughs> like a ghost. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, Bring Me to the Horizon eight years ago encapsulated what it meant to be a metalcore band, but at the same time, it really encapsulated what it meant to be an artist. Yeah, kind of um, like how Prince changed his name into a symbol. You're like, only 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 somebody like Prince could get away with that. Yeah, and you kind of felt that in the storytelling of this album. That being said um my standout tracks um there's probably gonna be one we both heavily agree on and then there's gonna be some shit we don't agree on um so uh fun fact the first song i heard off this album was fuck and i think it's a great song stupid but good
0: no way whoa 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 Whoa. the clean vocals on fuck from uh the dude from from UMA 6 is fucking beautiful oh yeah it's excellent beautiful so I'm not gonna call
1: it. I would never call that a song stupid just because the clean vocals are so beautiful on it. Hey, you don't even like You Me at six. I don't. Keep going. <laughs> so, um, the like the song off this album for me that still gets me like rock hard and you know like throb and cock type of stuff. Visions, yes, hands down, <laughs> visions. Yeah. Uh, this is like my number one song off this track. And that being said, uh, this was a single. Yeah. When when the album was like in the pre-release state, it was no love. It gets no love. None. They don't play it. There was no music video. No, was. there was a music video. For there the was a music video. Okay. That being said, though, it doesn't get any love because no. it never ends. Is like you know, like the, the next one, if not the big if, one.
0: If they play a song off there, as a hell, it is. It never. Well, ends, let me tell you.
1: Place. Let me tell you this. When I saw them in London on Halloween two years ago, they played a song off this album that they will never play ever again. So I saw the last time they ever performed anything off this album and you know this is just assumption because figure they're always gonna play chelsea grin or i'm sorry chelsea smile for, they're like this is for our old fans, and then he like sings half of it yeah. right um they're always gonna do that because that's like the old song they're not gonna play tell slater not to wash his dick or you know some something <laughs> like they're not gonna play plagues you know um the what, what do you think the song was off this list they did the same set list as when we saw them with under oath and bear tooth set. Uh, it was the same set plus this one song
0: last song the last time they play it they said yeah when we saw crucify him at the riff
1: yeah they played crucify me on halloween and i was like this is probably the last time anybody's ever gonna see crucify me live yeah and i think this album deserves a 10 year it's probably not gonna get one it should it should don't get me wrong it won't though it won't and that's a shame so visions is like the track for me and then i love home sweet Hole.' there's something about it my girlfriend doesn't like that track and she loves the album too she thinks it's a masterpiece she doesn't particularly love that track and I don't know why I just think it's such a great compliment and it kind of blends the two styles of artsy but still like in your face kind of heavy mm-hmm. and then Fox and the Wolf I think that's such a great fucking closing track to any album Yeah. that minute 40 of just like rush down beat you down like Hunter Smite shit right there just pop pow 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 you know like you're in my grasp Muzinkov type of shit right bro <laughs> And I think that is such a good way to end this. Wait, hold on. Why like, do you always go to a Muzikab when it comes to your? That, smite that's references? your boy, bro. He, he's not that's really you... my boy though. Well, I played him boy for a bit because you played the nastiest Muzikab I, I gosh done ever seen. <laughs> but um, that's true. This album goes through a lot of influxes, a lot of I don't want to say high points and low points, but a lot of contrasting genres. Yes. Like, um, is it Deathbeds, or is that the, or is that the next album? uh blacklist is a blacklist yeah blacklist and memorial are very uh, much on the softer side of the spectrum yeah. and they're still good tracks and they fit well because uh the production on this album is fucking great and you know everybody knew what they were doing they were on top of all their stuff but then just to just to bring you down to that low point you know not quality wise just um just softer you know seeing softer music as the low point Going down to that low point and then ramping it way the fuck back up for the ending tracks. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You know, and like I said, it's a minute 40. You probably never played it live. Mm-hmm. Probably don't even remember the words to it. Yeah, probably. But it was such a good, like, beat down to it. Because a lot of albums, they come out swinging. Then you got the low lull. And then, you know, they go out with a bang. But this, just the way it cultivated that end bang mm-hmm.
0: was, was beautiful. Now visions is up there uh what i like about visions the most is the uncredited i think it's lights the uncredited uh female vocal, vocalist part in that song do you hear it yeah i hear because when i play it like in the car my wife can't hear it but i can i don't know if it's my ear if i just have a better ear than her which i do
1: well it, it's very um Whoa. soft-spoken yeah it's, all, it's like almost blended with the production
0: yes um that I think like I said I believe it's lights I think lights is in there as well because lights is on three songs on this album she's in crucify me mm-hmm. uh, she is in don't go which is another song like banger, that's just yeah. absolutely fucking fantastic tear jerker yeah it's beautifully written Bits your heart out yeah it's beautifully written uh, beautifully composed the the orchestra is absolutely gorgeous um, and then that part of visions where she you could hear her she's yeah. there um, but like I said a lot of people, not in the foreground yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I think it was an interesting three tracks to put her in. Don't Go was, it's kind of the most obvious one. If you're going to have yeah. uh, like a song, like a tearjerker like that, you're going to need some female soft, clean. female levity. Yeah. And it was uh, almost like an angelic voice as compared to, you know, going back to the artwork yeah. to Ali's kind of brutal like downside. And this is when he was still on ketamine and stuff, you know, and he was like really fucked up in the head and you have this almost angelic voice mm-hmm. kind of. and then
0: at the end of the song where she's kind of like that haunting kind of yeah that where you feel the distance between her and the microphone (laughs) yeah exactly so good yeah
1: um yeah man but visions was an interesting track to toss around uh crucify me i think would have been like the next logical choice Mm -hmm. uh that or uh it never ends you know Mm -hmm. one of the one of those two is going to be next yeah visions was a definitely an interesting choice and um yeah man i think it's cool yeah i i think i quite enjoy it and uh you know if you look at the album progression crucify me is like the opening track and you hear her um and then you go into "Divisions," and it, you don't know, kind of blend it into the background like we said and then don't go where she's almost like fading away yeah. so if you look at it from like a narrative perspective like she's getting further away every time yeah and you know it's, it's kind of beautiful yeah um, so here's the controversial question i'm going to bring up that every time we we have a serious discussion about this band um Many people believe that Some Paternal is the quintessential Bring Me the Horizon album. It encapsulates everything they were, are, and like, it is, it, like, you know how Void is like the Vanna album? People say that Sun Paternal is the Bring Me the Horizon album. Well, anybody that, you was know, worth their salts in the genre. Would you agree with said statement? No. I would not either.
0: Uh, now, don't get me wrong. Just don't get me wrong. Um, Some Paternal is a great album. It's fucking, it is a logical progression to mm-hmm. where they were going. To where they are now, um, and it brought them forward and kind of made them the forerunner in the scene. Well composed album, from top to bottom, but it does not have that dynamic vibe, that beautifully well written orchestral kind of feeling that there as a hell has. There is a like *Eternal* is a good album, but there's no story there. To
1: me, it's um, I don't want to call it a string of singles. That no, yeah, that's right. Honestly There's bits and pieces That work with one another Yeah But it's not like Start to finish A A piece A story It's Mm Because there's a hell As an experience It's to
0: me I know it's not Because there's no like uh, Centralized story It's a concept album to me There is a hell Yeah absolutely It's a concept album to me Not in um, Like story but theme The theming is The duality of life Mm -hmm. Life death You know right wrong That was Cycle Yeah that's the whole point so there is a help that's literally it's in the title for crying out loud mm-hmm. um Separate is a great album they have a lot of gr- there's not a bad song on the album I listened to it the other day there's, there's no bad song on the album and they have some, some good highlights on it there. there's like a lot of stuff that do have the dynamics I'm looking for Empire Comes to Mind off the top of my head it's one of my favorite songs banger yeah absolute banger antivist yeah but it doesn't have the magic the magic to me
1: it doesn't I have mean, the lightning in the bottle no it's it's great it's great but that's not even close. It, it, not to talk down on some paternal, but looking at it, it's like, um, you know, I think this is a fair comparison. Uh, Sam paternal is a like a modern writer that's making strides like George R.R. R. Martin. Right. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Last decade, man's been just from zero to hero. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of credit to his work and there's a lot of good stuff that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's good. But there is a hell is like almost Shakespearean. Yeah. Where I feel like this album really is going to stand the test of time. And, you know, it's only been eight years. That's not much for an album. Mm-hmm. Dark Side of the Moon is, what, 40, 50? Probably 50, 40. 50, yeah. something around there. And, you know, still bangs. Um, and I think there is a hell is going to is, is stand the test of time. Absolute masterpiece. And, yeah, man. So so that I think that's a fair comparison. semper mm-hmm. Paternal is kind of like the modernization that bring me the and brought and the atmosphericness and the the way it makes you feel not the way it makes you think like there is mm-hmm. home. so eight years later still a fucking great album still my favorite bring me the horizon album mm-hmm. um that being and, said
0: and at this point it doesn't look like that's gonna be fucking top keep going
1: uh yeah no it, i i would fully agree with that statement that being said when me and my girlfriend uh, first started dating you know um she she couldn't get behind like the heavy stuff and i get it it's kind of a lot coming from somebody who's into like that soft rock almost poppy stuff right i get it you know it's a jump um the thing that got her into bring me the horizon was was their last album um throne spirit that's the spirit spirit. this was i can't remember the name of it she's like oh you should show me this first and i was like Go back and listen to some paternal. She's like, "Wow, some really good." I was like, "All right, you know, I waited a little now bit." Now you're ready. <laughs> and I was like, and you know, and she got adjusted to me blasting that like every time I die and like, you know, like all the other heavier kind of stuff. And I was like, "All right. Go listen to there is the hell." And that's her favorite ring of the horizon. Album. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from somebody who didn't grow up with the album, so they can't look at it through those nostalgic glasses that we did. This is somebody who listened the first their first listen through of this album was 2 years ago, maybe 3. And it's their favorite, Ring Me the Horizon album. So, yeah. and you know that's that's coming from an outsider's perspective. This is somebody who did not grow up with metalcore, did not grow up with metal, did not grow up with like Corn, Slipknot, Disturbed, Deftones. None of that. No Tony Hawk games. No Jackass. No horror movies. She grew <laughs> up with none of this. She did not grow up with Arizona Tea. And she came, and she she came to fruition and love. The only Arizona Mike Hawk
0: Meyer she knows is the one from Shrek.
1: <laughs> So, that was our discussion. Yeah. I, well, I think we put a good, like, what, 20 minutes into that? Yeah, that was a little bit longer than um, I expected. If you haven't listened to The Rays of Hell recently, honestly, go back and... It's the reason that got me into Bring Me the Horizon. It, it is, hands down, because Suicide Season was good. It wasn't... It was is an album I came back to. And some Paternal was great. It was breakthrough. It was so ahead of its time. But there is a hell, man. There really is a hell. Yeah believe me yeah, i've, I've seen, seen it yes sir all right let's get into the next topic before we just start discussing this again <laughs> so um all that remains dropped a track out of the i don't want to say out of nowhere because they've been doing stuff consistently um what was the last time you felt something for an all that remains song
0: this calling is this calling. Uh, uh, that off overcome no, that's fall. No, that's Fall of no, Ideals. That's fall of ideals.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually went a little later than that with like two weeks, and that was off Overcome. Mm. That was the, probably the last time that that band made me feel something. And fall of Ideals is hands down one of the most influential albums on me, all time.
0: The air that I breathe is such a good fucking song. Yeah, dude. Oh. Uh, a six. <laughs> oh, anything off that album, yeah
1: hardcore bangs um very very early metalcore days yes. um that being said before they it a, became dad metal yeah and they had this kind of gray period between like 2010 and i would say like now <laughs> where it was like all that remains bro you like dad metal bro were they opening up for a Venet sevenfold and like mm-hmm. you know and like queens of the stone age and you know oh well, that's kind of a weird one but you know what i'm trying to get yeah. at, right and then they dropped a track called fuck love out of left field um I don't want to say it was like unforeseen that they're going to drop music. I just want to say that it was unforeseen that they're going to drop this kind of track. What would you think about it?
0: Whoa, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah! Whoa, dude! Uh, so you met, you put it up in the thing. I'm like, well, I'm sure it's cool. Because, you know, I don't hate them. I don't dislike them. I've never... I, I had
1: a period where I didn't quite like what they were doing. I heard the, yeah. the frontman Phil was quite an asshole. And, yeah. And, you know, they went through a lot of different people. And... From what I've read, it was because of Phil. Yeah. You know, kind of like uh, Andrew and Attack, Attack. Yeah. Kind of, you know, was the breaking, the straw that broke the camel's back.
0: Yeah. So. I listened to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, going back to kind of the whole premiere of the right. I'm like, who gives you the fucking right <laughs> to be this fucking heavy? All that remains. What is this? 2006? What the fuck's wrong with you? Actually I have anything It's fucking heavier than anything They've done previously Cause it was just like It was really startling to me mm-hmm. Cause I was Keep in mind that I was sitting At, a, at an office at work Yeah In man. my office at In my office In the office at work And I'm like What the fuck is I'm this? sitting there on a computer Fucking on so. I'm like Who well, says they could be this heavy They're not allowed to do that Who
1: said Where yeah. is your permit
0: Yeah What the fuck but. I'm the fucking uh, gatekeeper of this And god damn it I didn't see you come in
1: So would you like
0: <laughs> to track it, see, was, like, it, was, it, was, it was good Yeah I, I think
1: like, it's uh, very cool I think the subject is kind of generic enough to pull anybody in, fuck love. I mean, you, you know, we've all kind of been there. And um, I think they're kind of beckoning back to their roots. Because mm-hmm. for a while there, they were very dad metal-ish. And I think that, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with liking dad metal and, you know, wearing slippers in the morning and stuff. But um I think calling back to their roots is good, man. I, I would love to hear some stuff off Foul of Ideals and Overcome. And, yeah. And I would love to hear a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think this track kind of shows that they still have uh, vigor and they still have respect for the genre. And I th- it shows that they could do it yeah. most of all. Yeah. So be on the lookup, man. I don't know if they're working on an album. I- I'm assuming that well, they are. One could assume that, yeah. Yeah, one could assume that. And um, the track's really good. And if they follow up... With um, with more of the same shit, man. Maybe there might be contenders in the ring. Ooh. I, th- I, w- I would s- say it's safe to safe, safe to assume that a 2019 date for the album, if they're working on one, right? Because it's kind of late. It's October.
0: We'll see. Probably right before the air ends. Maybe mm. last week. Maybe last week. I don't know, man.
1: Some bands like to milk it out, and I feel like they're one of them. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, we're dropping an album in six months. Yeah, it's very interesting. You know. So we will see. I am glad to see that that they can still go to a rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. So that was all that remains. And uh, yeah, man, we should do a uh, albums that have like top top albums that have influenced us over the years. We should do that. We could do that. Yeah, we could do that. So um, this consider next...
0: it done next week, Gabe.
1: Copy that, sir. This next band, have you heard of Slipknot?
0: No, I thought no. you were just trying to fuck with me. And it was no, like, I'm not <laughs>
1: trying to fuck with you. And I think it's pretty funny because it's a um, it's a Slipknot tribute band. By the dude's in neck deep, so they're doing yeah a pop punk band right and you know I'll give them credit because they have a song with Sam Carter that's fucking great and it's a banger and you know because they're both from the same homeland, um they they are playing a Halloween show and they're like yeah Slipknot is making a comeback so I guess this is a thing and they're like we're doing like a 15 song set list of all Slipknot songs <laughs> and uh, I think it's cool they got some local like heavier support. I think it'll be cool man i think this is a band that has talent and you know i've been kind of out of the pop punk scene for a bit here thank god but um that being said if you could pull sam carter on a track and you can make me like your stuff because of that you know then fuck it do it do your slipknot cover man they've been very big very influential and i think they could pull it off i think it's interesting
0: i think it's cool to see. i
1: think it's coming from a band we wouldn't expect it to yeah I the only like weirder one would have been if Water Parks was doing like a Slipknot tribute. Which I think that would be even more. In, like, I think field. that would be in, like borderline. Like, yeah, you're just fucking with me. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But mm-hmm. I think it has come from a band that we we're like, huh, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, man. If they release anything, if there's any footage, I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah. Man. Let me. Let me know I, I have. That. I have faith. In them. <laughs> I, I think they're good musicians, okay. and I think they could pull it off. All right. And you know, doing a Slipknot tribute band isn't easy. You, you got to bring the, the energy of nine guys. Yeah. It's like a gangbang. Worse. Okay, moving on. Um, Wait, before we get you, to this, this okay, okay. I got to fucking pee real
0: bad, so okay, let man. me pause this motherfucker real quick. Uh, sorry. All right, yeah, we're back.
1: Yeah, man. Give this man a life fest.
0: Yeah, sorry, dude. It was, it was, so uh, it was
1: Roseview, uh, yep. the Misery and Me, that's all you. I have no idea who this is.
0: All right, cool. Close the door. I'm sorry. I forgot Close the this door. door. All right, so this band is a band that is so small; they have seven thousand fans on Facebook. This is how small they are. Uh, that came up on my music mix right of the week last week, um, and I listened to the album, and I'm like, I have to
1: talk about this. What is this? What genre?
0: This is a melodic hardcore band.
1: Oh, just right up my alley. Yeah, so I've this, been I've been out of that. This is why we got to talk about. Ever it Ever since Hundredth left, I've been you know there's been a void, like <laughs> the ghost inside and and Hundredth and. This is why we got to talk know. about it. Okay. okay, let's talk Roseview. I'm saving the album as we speak.
0: Yeah, this album is the best of... You take 100th, mm-hmm. you combine them with a little bit, a little bit of a, a, a flavoring, softening, you know, that top layer is a little bit of being as an ocean.
1: Okay, that like poetic chord? Yeah,
0: that kind of poetic vibe. This album, now it's not... It's not revolutionizing anything. It's not going to change the music scene. I'm not even going to say it's going to get them noticed. It is an extremely well-crafted album from the genre of music that I know you enjoy. I like it quite a bit. Um, I guess I don't know if it's going to fall on my top list or anything like that. It's just a very well-done album. It tells a nice little story. It's very atmospherical, very important. to That, that style of music, the atmosphere is very important, right? I think you will like it. I, I wanted to give it a little bit more love a little bit more intention than just putting it oh by the way this band came out with an album check it out you need to check it out I think you'll like it
1: I will look into it sir
0: um, I like the album art. it's, it's really yes, well the done it's yeah, huh? the hand it, yeah. it's very well done um, like I said and it's a very small band that's why I wanted to give them a little bit extra time because they think they deserve a little bit more and I look forward to seeing what they do in the future so Ro- Roseview what's the name of the album I have it Roseview up. The Misery and Me The Misery and Me very well done these guys did a great job, and if you're a fan of the style of music, there's a lot of releases that are getting a lot of love, this, you know, this week and within the next the rest of the year. I wanted to give a quick shout out to the smaller band because I, th- I think they have a bright future.
1: Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to a smaller band. Yeah, um, called CU Space Cowboy. This is the nastiest, dirtiest, grittiest fucking little fuck fuck band out of <laughs> out of bumfuck nowhere. I think they're out of like Cali but they are so dirty the way i described them to you was um they do what dance gavin and dance does with like hardcore metalcore and just dirty grimy sloppy shit and my favorite part right uh about this band is um is i was jamming to them and i was like well let me see what kind of shows they play they play like you know the dirty fucking grimy basement shows and stuff um and uh they have a song called i am a transcontinental i, I am a transcontinental railroad so please run a train on me <laughs> and, but but hang on and then i watched the video and the screamer is a girl <laughs> what yeah and i was like wow i didn't even notice that it was a girl she got some fucking pipes uh so you space cowboy if you're if you're feeling a bit daring if you like your If you like your salsa spicy, if you like ghost pepper, check out See You Later, Space Cowboy. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, just See You, Space Cowboy. Okay. And that's an anime reference, and that's how I found the band. Ah. So those those are little band spotlights for, you know, somebody that deserves more attention. Yeah. So, um... Here we are. Let's get to the big one. This was your anticipated album, right? Your anticipated AOTY album of the year. Yep. Uh, Ice Nine Kills' The Silver Scream came out October fifth, this Friday. I did. Uh, I listened to it. You listened to it. Let's talk some Ice Nine Kills.
0: All right. Do you want to do how do you want to do this? Do you want to do this track by track, overall opinion? What do you? What do you? Feel?
1: Um, I like to do initial impressions first. All right. Want me to start? or You to start? I'll start um there was a lot of love dedication and creativity in this album um you could tell that spencer charnas and all the other guys uh they love their craft and they love halloween they love being spooky boys and i don't think it's easy um i would i would say if, if you have a gimmick like this maybe it would start off being easy you know because gimmicks are i don't want to say a cop-out they're not But i would say it'd be easier to like let's say okay well we're a halloween themed band let's do something around this but they've been doing this consistently for what four albums straight now five albums straight now Mm -hmm. and this album just goes to show that these guys haven't run out of creative juices yet and they put a lot of time and love into what it sounds like into who did the mixing who did the production and getting every tone perfectly right that being said I have some criticism for this album. Go for it. I don't love this album. I don't even think it breaks my top five. Mm-hmm. If I'm being generous here, I think it just maybe tops my ten. Maybe, maybe. Like at like nine or ten. Um, the, first three tra- the first three tracks are bangers. Um, American Nightmare, um, Thank God It's Friday, and Stabbing in the Dark, which should have been the third single. But because of what we assume are copyright issues and cease and desist from the Halloween movie... Um, we got a grave mistake instead mm-hmm. so the first three tracks are bangers um, and I want to talk about Stabbing in the Dark a little later I'm just going to give my overview of this album first three are bangers um, Rocking the Boat is a fucking banger I think it encapsulates Jaws really good mm-hmm. really well Yep. and I think the whole uh, in 15 minutes we're going to be fucking shark bait is an excellent addition uh-huh. and I quite like that song that being said I also like the last three tracks which are Merry Axmas Love Bites, which is the American Werewolf in London. And the closing track, uh, It Is The End. I think JR's integration... uh, JR is the trumpet player from Less Than Jake, which is a band I quite like. And I think his integration into the song, for a clown-themed song, I think it was really well. I think they did him justice. And when you said Less Than Jake, I was like, are they bringing all the fucking guys over? You know, it made no sense. But the fact that they brought JR... JR is a master of his craft. He really is. And I think he highlighted the track and not necessarily ruined it i wouldn't want to say ruined it. i don't, I don't think he took over i think he highlighted a lot of the parts mm-hmm. and uh you know ah, ah, mm-hmm. is a really good addition to a con song and mm-hmm. i like it uh that being said everything in between I, I hate it i don't like it i don't like it one bit i think a great mistake is lazy i think um freak flag i don't know what the fuck is freak flag what movie is that devil rejects devil's Re- I, I don't like it i don't like it one bit um what else was there savages meh Mm -hmm. i think those in betweener songs are very lazily crafted and they stuck to the theme shout out to them i just think they were very uninteresting musically and lyrically i I didn't find anything i i really couldn't find anything that i liked about those tracks Mm -hmm. i'm sorry but those seven songs i did mention bangers Mm -hmm. um what what is your overview before we start actually like analyzing some of these some of these tracks the songs
0: that are great are really, really great.
1: Yeah. No. I, yeah. Okay. I'm glad we're in the same vein. Yes. Yeah. Because I thought we were going to start buttonheads heads. No. Here. The songs okay. that
0: are great are really, really, really fucking great. Sure.
1: The songs that aren't. They suck.
0: They aren't. You know what I mean? They just, they, they aren't.
1: Well, okay. Well, examining this album, what are your standout tracks?
0: Okay. Uh,
1: okay, well, okay. First three, obviously. American yeah. Nightmare, Thank God It's Friday, and Stabbing in the Dark. I think those three are easily no-brainers.
0: Yep. Uh, removing "Enjoy Your Sleigh" because it was so released such a long time ago.
1: Yeah, that, that's really a single that was tacked on. Yeah, it, it should have been a bonus track. at, yeah.
0: at like the best. Because it, when "Enjoy Your Slay came out, they're like, "Oh, this is the final chapter of of the last, last album." The last album. Yeah, so it should have been a bonus and,
1: on this or the last one. And
0: they're like, "Fuck it, if it it's tacking it on, which fine, okay, fine." I'm I'm removing that because that one song. It rips. we talked about it, right? Um, and, and
1: wait, it's produced differently on this album. Though. Yes, as, as you it, mentioned yes. it sounds. It is sonically different.
0: Yes, it is. It is sonically different, I, and I was able to point that out. It sounded different to me. Um, is that so, like you said, the first three. Uh, sa- so savages. What do sa- you think? It's okay. I it's, thought it was lazy. It, it's short, uh, very repetitive. It's not. It's not horrible. Mm-hmm. But it's just. It's just, you know, like you said, lazy. I think is probably the correct term. Uh,
1: the jig is up. I I did like something about this track. I'm gonna throw out. I like the snippets. The um, from yeah. the audio snippets. Yeah. I didn't like what they did musically with it, and mm-hmm. this is these two are probably songs that they're not going to touch. No. I like the I don't want to call it the production, but the sampling. Mm-hmm. I like the sampling in this yeah. track.
0: Uh, I have very little opinion about it. I feel like I this is just a me thing. I feel like I am personally invested in the franchises that I care about. In these, that's in, fair. However,
1: um, I would argue and say that Saw is probably a minor franchise in both of our lives because mm-hmm. we've both dedicated some time to the movies, right? Mm-hmm. I don't really like them. You don't really. Well, I don't that's really, don't really fair. I don't really like the Saw movies. I, I, I liked some of them, and that being said, coming from a from, I wouldn't call myself a saw guy, mm-hmm. but coming from somebody who's open to the franchise, mm-hmm. I this song didn't really do it for me, man.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, a great mistake we talked about it, this anything great mistake kind of flattened my opinion on the album, because well, my thing is like I think it's that it brought me back to reality because not every song is going to be the, the you know the at the level the that point. yeah the, at the other one as the other ones were. Okay, but um, yeah, rocking the boat, I enjoyed.
1: Uh, rocking the boat is fucking excellent I yeah. didn't like it at first but then I sat down and I was like wow this, yeah. is, this is quite I, well I liked it I liked the guitar riff the opening intro the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good
0: very very cool uh, Joey so we talked about it already skip. Freak Flag Skip, skip. Uh, the, the World of the World in Man My, Man. My Hands not even a fucking horror movie why is this movie but what, what movie Edward Scissor's Hand it's not even a fucking horror movie so you telling me that they put Edward hands on a horror album, but The Omen wasn't included? Get the fuck out of here.
1: Um, that being said, you're not gonna include. Well, I would understand Alien because that's like you know, Devil Wears Pradaqar covered that. But like uh, a movie I rediscovered that I've loved for years, Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. Not Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna talk about Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the you, the, you like a, the Omen, which won a yeah. fucking Oscar. If you're gonna do a Tim Burton movie, why wouldn't you do The Nightmare Before Christmas and do like a Bohemian Rhapsody thing? where it's like an eight-minute-long track that goes through a whole bunch of, like, points.
0: Yeah, that that's... I, I would see that before. Um,
1: y- y- you have some options, and I think that they did Edward Scissorhands is kind of... I wouldn't even put it in, like, the maybes. I would probably put it in the... All right, we're out of ideas. Let's, no let's no
0: Scream track on here? There's no no not a song about Scream on here? Yeah, that's a little... I
1: would have put a parody of a scary movie above Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. honestly. I would have... I, if they did a like a like a joke song, I wanna, I don't want to say joke song, but if they did a a song dedicated to like the scary movie franchise and how was kind of making fun of Halloween, mm-hmm. I think that would have been creative. Yeah. I think that would have been outside of the box and
0: levity. Yeah, I mean you need that a little bit. Yeah, and
1: and it, it would have been a interesting venture.
0: Yeah, as opposed to sticking to you know the movie and, and like a fucking freaking like if Edward Scissorhands on here, fucking put Batman on here because it's it's all atmosphere. That's all fucking Tim Burton movies are. They're all the atmosphere. They all have the spooky, creepy boy atmosphere like. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Mary Xmas is very good, very heavy.
1: Uh, is the heaviest track off the album. Yep. What would you think of that breakdown? Awesome. Uh, it came out of nowhere. I listened to it in the morning. I was like, wow, all right, I don't need coffee anymore. <laughs> it was thick and grimy and... <laughs> the yeah. fa- la- 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 yeah. I thought that was an excellent Fucking audition. awesome. Yeah. Um, Love Bites is probably the... Um, I don't want to say the softest track. It is quite enjoyable.
0: I didn't I, like it. You didn't like the track? Don't like it. That's fair. Yep. I thought it
1: was good. Um, and... I, you know, I, I think we each get one. You like Grave Mistake. I didn't enjoy mm. it whatsoever.
0: It's your, it's your medium. Yeah. It's not your favorite, but it's, you like it. I, I like Love Bites. Yeah. And
1: then it is the end. What'd you think?
0: <laughs> Fucking hysterical. This is all. Oh,
1: oh. I'm sorry. It includes Buddy, too. I'm so sorry. What happened? It includes uh, a buddy yeah. from uh, listen,
0: F- fucking. Uh, this is all out of hand. Just like Georgie, come on, that's fucking. That shit had me dying, dude. I was at work. I was laughing yeah, my I'll ass float off. down here. Yeah, it was. I thought funny. It was funny.
1: I enjoyed. it, I liked it. This was easily the most creative track off the album. Fair enough. And I think they took ventures and you know, kind of beckoning back to their ska roots. Uh, they called the they called the masters of you know the the, the innovators of so ska. Brands. Yeah, yeah, and it worked. It worked very well. I kind of covered it that the whole clown song that <laughs> works well with the trumpet and the horn. And um, I just thought it was great, man. I really liked the series, and I think the song did it justice. Yeah. And I liked the dialogue in the beginning between Spencer and the other guy, where he's like, come on, Georgie. Yeah. And I thought that was really good.
0: Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was funny. Um, uh, overall, as I stated before, the albums, the songs that are really good are really, really, really fun. Yeah. yeah the Bangs songs the that are bangers or standouts? Yeah. The, the ones that aren't aren't. So um, I think it cracks. The top five,
1: your top five. That's pretty bold. As of right now, that's, that's bold.
0: I think it drops the plot in you a little bit. What? Yeah. What? what? That's five. It's, it's it's the lowest one I got right now. Um, as, as of right now. Okay. And now as we come around to the end, of the, I say if the, even if the year ended right now, and I had the time to reevaluate, doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna make it. Okay, so it's approaching five. It's approaching five. Um, It's going to be, I have a feeling this whole thing, this whole list is going to be completely reorganized when the Architects comes out with their shit anyways.
1: And and Silent Planet. Yeah. Oh, you bumped
0: it. Yeah, that too. Uh, So, we'll see. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Stabbing in the Dark just fucking speaks to me. So let's talk about Every fucking way.
1: Um, My first thought, because this was the song that I was looking forward to, this and Mm -hmm. it is the end. Mm -hmm. because Those are the two big ones that I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. um stabbing in the dark i think what it does well is really encapsulate the john carpenter vibe because initially hearing it it's um it's all repeating one note for like the second verse or the or the chorus yeah. or, around that area it was like bum, bum, boom 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 and i was like okay i get it that's a john carpenter trademark they can't incorporate the whole doo-doo-doo. yeah because i would have done that as the intro that would have made oh. more more sense to me
0: it was more it's the the darn. Done it, like yeah. shifted up an octave, where it's kind of a little bit more constant.
1: Yeah. But and, you so you know, initially I thought I was like, okay, uh, that's one way to do it. But then reevaluating it, I think they did it really well because it it kind of tells the story of Michael Myers quite well. Yeah. And I like it, and and I think what I'm trying to say is that they they pay homage to uh, Mustafa Akkad and Carpenter and everybody that's been involved with the Halloween franchise without necessarily ripping a page from the book. Mm-hmm. They're not plagiarizing, they're not taking something word for word, mm-hmm. they're interpreting it. And they're doing almost an adaptation of what John Carpenter did. Granted, it's not you know as musically creative or progressive, but I think it kind of encapsulates what he did for the franchise, that dynamic keyboard, piano that we've known to grow and love.
0: Now, what's most important, and even about the songs that I don't like, or that I'm not as big on, what's most important, I feel like every song Encapsulates the atmosphere of the song that it, of the story that it represents, from top to bottom. American Nightmare. They had that kind of that kind of yeah, that spooky yeah, that whole thing. Um, you know, from thank God it's Friday, having Jason's mom talk. To, like these things are important to the story, and they have those elements that make it what it is. Um, Halloween is probably the prime example of that, um, because even like you said, it's not straight up ripping off the the, yeah. the score, Ooh. but it's a nod. He's like I, I I see you. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, it's the step. It's just it's my favorite song on the
1: album. Is it? <laughs> it mine hasn't changed. Yeah. You know? No, is mine it, is still American, American
0: Nightmare. Nightmare. That's fair. But um, I like the album. Uh, not I'm not going to be negative on it. I think they did a good time.
1: I I'm going to give it a five out of ten. It's like a two and a half, maybe a three on a good day out of mm-hmm. ten. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, three out of five.
0: If they cut. The fat off and say they did six, seven songs EP. Would you like it more?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, it's the it's the, the, the fat that you don't like.
1: Um, Since I like doing food comparisons, there's just maybe too much fat to chew through to get to the good juicy steak part. Okay. So kind of working off what you said. Mm-hmm. I also want to mention that I like the sampling and stabbing in the dark as well when it's the cop over the radio. Yeah, like, Michael um, Myers, Myers shoot to kill. Michael yeah. Myers on Orange Street. Yeah. He's armed and dangerous. Shoot to Kill Shoot to Kill That was a good That was good Yeah That was our review Of the Silver Scream Do you have any closing comments On it? Uh, It, Did it live up to your hype?
0: I think it was very hard For it too
1: That's fair I think it's unfair for. Do you think it's because Of what they're trying to do? No I think uh, Spooky Boys Or do you think You just hyped it up To like God tier I think
0: it's a little bit Of both Um, Not every song I think because we heard The songs that were released The American Nightmare And it set the bar Extremely high Too high not every song was going to perfectly encapsulate the, uh, the story that it told.
1: Okay. And Stabbing in the Dark should have been the third single. I think we both agree on that. Fun
0: fact. Uh, a, they posted a picture of a night Michael Myers mask on Twitter. I'm sure you saw it. Yes. With the...
1: With the nine on it.
0: Yeah. And number two, on, Apple, on iTunes Music, they have stars next to singles. That song has a star next to it. Stabbing in the Dark? Has a star next to it. So...
1: So there were some discrepancies. So yeah. I think we were you were right in your assumption that there was some legalities. Yeah. Um, Not to
0: say that it won't happen.
1: It's fair game, man.
0: Maybe there's maybe that they were just able to wait till it's closer. I don't know.
1: Um, They're trying to ride the coattails. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. They're like new Halloween movie. Fuck. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be our last single that like two weeks before the movie. Yeah. comes. And you know, whoever who's releasing Halloween. The, this is Universal Studios. Yeah. Anyways. They probably didn't like that one. bit. Um we'll see though that being said i kind of wanted to examine something um so like i was saying stabbing in the dark should have been the third single it Mm should it was made most sense should have been the well what'd you say
0: should have been the well it depends on how you look at it i'm biased (laughs) so uh i i'm not gonna pull i'm biased Halloween is one of my favorite franchises of all time okay. we talked about it I think American Should've Nightmare
1: been... set the bar really high mm-hmm. I didn't like Think God I, I like Thank God I didn't like it as much mm-hmm. um, I think, I think that's your good, I think that's your bias yeah that, that might be my bias no, I, but ignoring the whole Nightmare on Elm Street thing I think American Nightmare is catchy I think there's some guttural screams on it and I think the guitar play is really good and I like it <laughs> you got some differing opinions I think if, based on what you described uh huh to me, you want to say that about stabbing in the dark? No, well,
0: not even just that. Between the two, between uh, "Thank God It's Friday" and "The American Nightmare," I think what you described, "Thank God It's Friday," does it better. You think so? Some of those screams on "Thank God It's Friday" is like holy shit. You can't a human doesn't make that noise. But <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: a, that's a sewer pipe. Yeah, that's you yeah, that's fair. We got our opinions. Yeah, but uh, so back to my question that we like avoided. <laughs> um, if stabbing in the dark wasn't the next single which it wasn't and we couldn't pick a grave mistake what would have been your next single for the song for the album i should say
0: Mary Xmas.
1: that that would have been my go-to song, well. but but i think the beauty of Mary Xmas was the surprise of it because they hit yeah go ahead yeah, go. it's going to be the
0: last single of the album because it's going to come out during christmas
1: oh yeah be <laughs> that. but but we know what to expect from it though because you know if you're interested in the album you've probably heard it by now and I think the beauty of that song was that when you heard it, you're like, wow, this goes balls to the wall. heavy." Mm-hmm. I love so, the Christmas bells, man. Yeah, it's great. That song does a lot of good stuff.
0: <laughs> and the, the dashing through the snow.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, I don't think it would have been a Merry Xmas. And I, I think Rocking the Boat would have been a good one. I think Rocking the I'm sorry, uh, American Nightmare, Rocking the Boat, and then Thank God It's Friday would have been a good single progression. See, Te-
0: it. technically, it's Enjoy Your Slay," American Nightmare.
1: Right? Yeah, okay, well, we'll get the fuck out of here with that laziness.
0: I'm not, I'm not mad at them for it. Whatever. Yeah, they, it. they had to package it somewhere. Yeah, because it fits. I mean, I don't blame if them for it. Fits, it fits, it ships. And it was, how many? Yeah, it fits, it ships. 13. And there's, you know, at, at that, and it's like, oh, what a oh, fucking spooky we are. We got 13 tracks in our album based on fucking yeah, horror Yeah, if movies. that
1: was the deciding factor of tossing that song in there, I get it.
0: Yeah, I bet it was. I 100% bet. Uh, 13 is not a fucking accident. Yeah,
1: you're right. <laughs> you're right. That being said, they're so like, we have 12. Songs. <laughs> wait, wait just a minute. Yeah, that's what it
0: happens. Uh, I don't blame them for it. They did a great job. Overall, I like it. I'm a little bit more... Overall, I like it. I think it's more of a three and a half for me. Overall, I think okay. I, I like it more than you. Um, the, so, Like I said, the songs that are done so well make it worth it.
1: Copy that. Um... We got some more album reviews coming your way as the year progresses. Yeah. That being said, I think we did a lot of work and we showed a lot of love for bands we like and bands we loved at one point in time. So let's call it 89 and wrap up.
0: Yes, sir. That's uh, an
1: hour 42. Two. Wow. Uh, well, so I think this might be one of our longest podcasts.
0: One of our longer shows. I think we've done over two hours before. Copy that. I think this is back in like...
1: Back in the Adam heyday? Yeah,
0: like 30 like thirty episodes in kind of where we be able Because if you let Adam talk, he's going to fucking talk. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. He was a great co-host for that reason because the fucking stories that he had were... Uh, he, we gotta get him back in here soon. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but Easier said than done. Buddy. Definitely, definitely. But with that, that is episode 89 of the Second City Kids podcast. Now, if you agree with our comments or whatever, Gabe is a little bit more active on Twitter than I am, but I've been trying to bring it back around. Uh, this will be posted up and let us talk. Let's talk about it. let's, yeah, let's talk, discuss this album. Let's talk this album. Let's talk about the other Ta- albums.
1: Talk shit about how I don't like... The album That's <laughs> fine I'll take a Constructive criticism Yeah we'll talk we're about it fucking trash.
0: It is what it is um, One closing note on that I just thought about this And it's 100% correct The last album Was the same way What album? Every trick in the book Is the same way The songs that were Go to really fucking good Everything else was same. Oh, Copy that I don't know I think you could tell Which ones they favored Let's say that Okay copy that But yeah Other than that That's episode 89 We'll see you guys back here next week for ninety nine zero. Getting closer and closer and closer to hundred by probably by the time the new year comes around. We'll be at a hundred probably, right? I would say Christmas time even. Yeah. With that, I mean that that's the show, and we'll see you guys back here next week. Deuces.